recorded audacity there we go intro song this is what happens when i'm in front of the shit <laughs> oh my god okay i feel like i'm not tall enough it's okay hello again ladies and gentlemen and welcome back again to hcs pro talk your weekly halo esports podcast uh, I'm going to cough <coughs> do that. and that's going to happen throughout the entire episode. My name is Josh, AKA JK fire. And this week I'm joined by the man with the green screen, who you may not realize is not actually sitting next to me, but in my mind is sitting next to me. Will AKA I am Mr. Mayhem is it this way. Yeah. Oh, I can't reach you. Oh no. Oh, I'm sorry, Will. It's okay. I can I can reach you. Okay? I can I can just tap you on the shoulder right there. There you go. Give you give you some give you some head rubs. There you go. Enjoy that. Will, how are you doing on this Tuesday evening? You know, hanging in there. Um remote's going to be a, a fun time again. It's uh it has its challenges, but we're here. We're ready to go. We are indeed here. Um, what's been going on is, uh, Will's got something that he's got dealing with now too. Uh, we've had something that's been running through this household for the past over a week and we're finally starting to get to a point where we can talk normally and not feel like we're just dying right away. And I promise you it's, it was this last week has been God awful. But, uh, so I asked Will if we could postpone to today because yesterday was another rough day. Uh, my voice is basically back at this point. So we have a flight that we have to talk about and not just, we have to, like, we want to talk about it. Um, so obviously that's what the majority of this show is going to be about, but Will, yeah. Do you want to know what's on this week's episode of the show? Uh, not only do I want to know, I'm sure the people at home want to know. So well, do tell them let's well, actually first, uh, will, do you have the stream up right now? I do. Can you click on that link that for the show notes and make sure that I updated that correctly? <laughs> uh, it is, it is, it is good to go. Okay. Thank God. I was scared for a second. I'm like, I thought I changed it a while ago, but all right, it's it, good. Also, welcome okay. back, Martin. Uh, you'll get a shout out later on in the show. Don't you worry, sir. Um, but on this week's episode of the show, Halo Infinite Esports, Halo Infinite Flighting, and Rocker Shocker. Woo! So, uh, yeah, something happened there that I don't think anybody fucking saw coming. I definitely did not see it coming. Will, I don't think you saw it coming. Hell, I don't think anybody did, but we'll talk about that later on in the show without further ado well let's get into some competitive news halo 2 tournament tur- coming soon this is my nated he tweeted out looks like i may be competing in a halo 2 tournament next month details coming soon so hyped i'm hyped too i don't know what the fuck this means but uh looking forward to it whenever that announcement comes to be uh, martin says not necessary i'm on the lurk enjoy hey it's absolutely necessary because of how special of a person you are so yes, you will get a special shout out towards the end of the show. Don't tell me no. Next news story. HCSTs. This is my Muggsy. He states on Twitter. The amount of Halo esports footage that I've digested over the last month is unreal. 
and I've never been this excited for you all to see what we're working on. I just want to make Halo fans proud. Well, I'm fucking stoked. So whatever that is that you're doing, Muggsy, inject that shit into my veins. Okay, <laughs> please. All right, next up. Snakebite's $1,000 shootout announced. This is by Snakebite. So the deadline was yesterday for submissions on this, but I just want to explain what this was. You must, you must have been a subscriber to uh, Snakebite's Twitch channel. And the competition was held in the Academy in Infinite's, uh, in Infinite's Flight. The highest score in 30 seconds, you can only use the BR. And then you send in the Twitch rebroadcast with the timestamp, Twitch clip, or YouTube upload to the email that he provided. So we'll wait to see who the winner is going to be on that because deadlines were yesterday. But first place will take home $600. Second take will take home $300. And third will take home a cool $100. So that's really cool. Just really cool to see something nifty happening there in terms of the flight. Um, something else cool happened on happened as well during the flight. And Will's going to talk about that in the tournament league recaps later on in the show. But the final news story that we have, and probably the biggest one that we have, um, is that we have the designing the Halo esports ecosystem blog. This is by Tashi. And again, if I cough, I apologize. Shit's happening, but bear with me. Today's blog is pretty special. We're detailing some some critical information that will have a really huge impact on the ecosystem from players to teams, sponsors, operators, and everyone in between. Because today, we're talking about competition platforms, competitions inputs, online platforms, and more. Let's dig in. PC versus console. For decades, war has been waged between gaming platforms of every kind as their loyal fans have served as foot soldiers on the virtual battleground that we call the internet. Thankfully, the gaming industry has taken a turn for peace as more and more players are brought together as games are offered on more and more platforms, and Halo Infinite is no different. Halo Infinite is the first Halo game to launch simultaneously on PC in two separate generations of Xbox consoles and will feature crossplay. For nearly two decades, Halo Esports was exclusively on console, and whatever platform we decided on would have a really massive impact. We understand the gravity of this decision. We've been preaching our philosophy all year long. Halo Infinite Esports is an open ecosystem. We want to lower the barrier to entry everywhere so that we can grow the community as much as possible. The more players competing, then the more competitive and healthy the scene is. And as we stated in our original ecosystem blog, we believe in cultivating and uniting communities. We want Halo Esports to be bigger than it ever has been. We wanted to build a world where all that mattered was that you were a Halo fan, and that was it. With all that said, we're excited to reveal that Halo Infinite Esports will be cross-play for all online tournaments. Have a beefy PC rig? Great, you're ready to compete. Have a last-gen console? All good, you're ready as well. Just got your hands on a sweet new Xbox Series X? Nice, you're all set. We had so much to consider in this decision, including player experience, tournament experience, as well as our partners in the ecosystem, such as teams and tournament operators. 
What we envisioned was an ecosystem where players had the choice. Where if they had one platform, they weren't focused to get the other one, uh, the other if they wanted to compete. Where Halo Infinite was suddenly a game where they had the choice to play when it wasn't in the past because of the platform they had already decided to invest in. Keen readers probably noticed I said online tournaments above. So what does this mean for LAN events? Halo Halo Infinite Esports LAN events will be tried and true open events where anyone can sign up and compete for the chance to work your way up from an open bracket into the pro championship bracket. This means that, especially for a new Halo game, we're anticipating having more teams on site than any HCS event ever, and maybe any Halo event ever. We're coming for your record, Halo 2. (laughs) To accommodate this many teams while having a smooth three-day tournament experience that's as competitive as possible, we're needing to go in a direction we've not gone in before. In fact, we find ourselves in quite a unique scenario in all of esports, when you factor in the platforms and formats, and this is newer territory not only for us, but really for the industry as well. If you're a pro player that starts an event weekend from pool play, where you compete on main stage and featured stations, you'll be playing on PC. If you're a player competing in the open bracket, you'll be playing on the Xbox Series X. If you're a player that makes it out of the open bracket and into pool play and or the championship bracket, you'll be transitioning to PC mid-event. Whoa, Tashi, that's a lot of news to take in. Can you go into more detail about why it'll work this way? Of course. All right, let's break down the alternative scenarios that we felt were the most realistic to explore. Alternative scenario one, all console. Okay. Alternative scenario two, all PC. We decided against alternative scenario one because we knew for the absolute pinnacle of Halo competition with millions of dollars on the line that PC was the platform that's become the standard in esports. We also knew that this was uh, what a lot of players were wanting, especially after running MCC tournaments on PC. Alternative scenario two was the other scenario we spent the most time working on and was our first idea of what we wanted to go with. Dave, thank you so much for the 15th month resub. And we're going to try this. So hold on. <coughs> Dave, thank you very much for the 15th month resub. Woo! Oh, we did it. We got, okay. We're, we're able to do the woo. <laughs> All right. So after months and months of deliberation and consultation with esports engine, who we worked with hand in hand, we decided that at the scale we were looking to run these open events, logistics would not allow us to go all PC. It's important to keep in mind that these are fully open events with hundreds and hundreds of machines for players to compete on. When we have to factor in managing all the hardware and parts, some of which may be damaged during shipping from event to event, the increased number of variables that come into play on PC, software and hardware, drivers, networking configurations, and much more, we realize that the potential for issues to arise in the event to get massively delayed and behind schedule was far too great to risk. You might be wondering, well, Tashi, what about DreamHack Anaheim 2020? That was all PC, wasn't it? Yes, it was, and they provided valuable, very valuable information for us. 
Ultimately, that was a 64-team open bracket on Halo Reach, and we're hoping to more than triple that for major Halo Infinite LAN events. With an Xbox Series X, there's significantly fewer variables, and from an operations standpoint, we have full confidence that the event will be run smoothly, and it'll be a great tournament experience. All right, Tashi, that all makes sense. How's it going to work for the open bracket teams who have to transition from Xbox Series X to PC? Great question. And one that's important to us because we knew it was going to be one of the more unorthodox parts of the experience. It's worth noting that Halo Infinite will run at 120 FPS on the Series X, which is twice the frame rate as Halo 5. This will be without question the best, most competitive console Halo experience ever. And from a gameplay perspective, there are no differences. The maps are the same, the modes are the same, the mechanics are the same, etc. To accommodate for players coming from the open bracket, they will be given an allotment of time and exclusive access to warm-up PCs before jumping into their next matches to quickly acclimate. Dave, I'm not doing another one. Sorry, not sorry. I will take a drink of water, though. All right. Mouse and keyboard versus controller. This is a big one. Yet another war has waged on for decades in gaming, and that's the one of mouse and keyboard versus controller. Once again, however, our aim is to not our aim is not to arbitrarily try to settle the score and just pick one over the other. Our aim is to be as inclusive as possible to grow the competitive community around the world. Because of that, we are going to allow players to compete on controller or mouse and keyboard regardless of platform. This means you might see entire teams on controller, entire teams on mouse and keyboard, or teams with mixed mouse and keyboard and controller players. We will also allow for mouse and keyboard players to play on the Series X at live events if they're in the open bracket. For those who didn't compete in Halo because it wasn't available on PC and was controller only, we welcome you with open arms and wish you the best of luck in the scene. We're so excited to see this entirely new dynamic come into play. Halo Esports will never be the same again. As always, but especially now with so many new elements, we'll be watching how the scene develops and how the tournaments unfold to ensure competitive integrity is maintained. Now, I guess I don't feel well-versed in the esports scene outside of the few that I do watch. Is there any other esports where controller and mouse and keyboard are combined? Apex Legends. That's the only Apex, one that I can think of. Yeah. That is literally that, the only one I can think of right now. Fortnite? That is a B, that is a, a BR, maybe. They're both battle royales, but there's no like arena shooter that has both. I mean, so, Apex Legends has arenas now. Well, I just in all in all seriousness though, like in terms of a shooter, I think that's the only one. Unless Fortnite's very, included too. Very curious to see what like the meta will be because are we going to have teams where there's one mouse and keyboard player that is their sniper, that is their go-to guy that's going to have that edge when it comes to aiming. I mean with the sniper, right? You can you can whip shots better with a with a mouse or a mouse with a mouse and you could on controller. So I think uh, Maddie says rocket league, I think um, yeah. also welcome Maddie. And I think Maddie's made the same point as well in terms of having, <laughs> excuse me, having that dedicated sniper on the team that just uses mouse and keyboard. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if there is some uh, uh, team comp meta, so to speak that, that evolves from this. Absolutely. 
Um, we, we also have some questions, uh, that Maddie and other people posed, uh, Tatashi and whatnot after this blog came out. We'll get to those yeah. shortly here too. And then one of them kind of hits on that, okay, um, perfect. a little bit. So accounts and gamer tags. And in one second, uh, Justin, get that one for you. Justin with the eight month resub. Thank you very much for the resub, sir. And you also get a, woo! there it is. Like my, I have a headache because of yeah. this shit, but we keep it going. This section is certainly not as glamorous or exciting as the sections above, but this section is critical information for players looking to compete. At prior Halo events, all accounts are provided by HCS and the operator, and so players and so players just needed to sit down and play. This will remain true for the open bracket at HCS events. You will sit down and play on generic accounts that have been provided to you. However, for main stage and featured station play, we are requiring all players to log in with their personal accounts. I repeat, if you are playing on main stage or on a featured station, you will be required to log in with your personal account that you compete online at home with. Got it. Can you talk about why? So there's a few reasons why we're changing this. All the players settings and configurations will be tied to the account. So it should be a lot faster to players to get situated and ready to compete. We want to have event stats attached to a single account for pro players rather than in the past where it was attached to multiple accounts in a season. This will let us tell a richer story about the league on the broadcast and in video content. And we want players to have all their cosmetics for their Spartans ready to go. On top of this, each player who competes on PC will have their own SSD assigned to them with their PC configuration set and ready to go after initial setup. When a player is not competing or warming up at the dedicated warm-up stations, their SSD and peripherals, controllers, mouse and keyboard, etc., will be locked away backstage. This will keep the equipment safe and ensure that it won't be tampered with during the tournament, thus ensuring greater competitive integrity. This is standard for major esports titles that operate on PC. And that I did actually, I, I, I did not know. So that's cool information yeah and justin you will also get a special shout out towards the end of the show as well esports engine account hcs for halo infinite will feature a point system that will be used for seeding and sometimes qualification that ties the entire ecosystem together players will be able to accrue points in the scene from multiple sources including official HCS tournaments, both online and in person, but also HCS grassroots tournaments in the scene. To track all of this, HCS will be leveraging the eSports engine platform. Players will need to register an account on the platform to compete in any tournaments that award points. The eSports engine platform will also manage official HCS events that we run with eSports engine. This means that for esports engine operated events, you'll buy your team passes, finalize your roster, see brackets live, and much more right on the platform. This will make tournament operation more efficient for esports engine, resulting in a stronger player experience. We will also 
have an online tournament platform where all official HCS online tournaments will take place. Once the online platform is announced and is live, players will be able to register right away and link accounts in order to prepare for the competition. For clarity, this online tournament platform is separate from the eSports engine platform mentioned above. Maddie says, the problem I have with this is that if they're not logging in during open bracket play, player stats won't be tracked during that portion. You're not wrong. But, I, I mean, it, this is going to sound terrible, but is it is it because they're not in the pro, they're not in the championship bracket, so who cares? And that sounds terrible. Well, I wouldn't say who cares. I think it's more of a efficiency <coughs> and um, just way to keep things moving on side stations. So in other words, in order to compete in an open tournament, every player must have in their possession a USB thumb drive with their profile information on it. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but I don't know, I don't know <clears throat> what they're going to do, but I think, I think you're right though, from an efficiency standpoint and with if the amount of players that they're expecting, having more than hundred play, 120 something players. Yeah, it'd be very hard. Uh, Maddie says, well, let's say, for example, Flyers don't qualify for champ bracket, but fight their way through open. I think they're worthy. Sounds terrible. Enough to have their own stats tracked. I mean, I, I don't disagree with you at all. It's, I, I'm leaning towards what Will's saying, though, like from an efficiency standpoint with the amount of players that they have. Yeah, and that, yeah. Maddie says, but yeah, I do get it from an efficiency standpoint. I think that's what it is. Um. And also, they probably don't have enough SSDs to hand out to 120 players. Right, but that's why I was just saying, like, they could just bring a flash drive with their account on it and just... Go. Yeah, just use their account based off that. I don't know. Um, But <coughs> what are you going to do? <coughs> Conclusion. Halo oh, Infinite... On, oh, yeah, yeah. what's up? Maddie says they won't need SSDs because they're on Xbox. True. That's why I said a flash drive. How easy is it to sign in? You know, this, they're going to sign into Xbox Live on their own account, and then, yeah, 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 they could make it. I they, but, mm, we'll um, see. no, that's that's exactly why I said just have a flash drive, just have a USB flash drive with your profile on it, just plug it in the USB port, and you're good to go. Yeah, bada bing, bada boom. Uh, Justin says, is Halo Data Hive going to make a comeback? Or are we taking? Are we talking different things? Uh. We're, we are talking different things technically, um, but all Halo Data Hive needs is an open API to get the stats. That's, that's all that he needs to do. He needs, he needs infinite, he needs 343 to have an open API for the stats so he can get that information from the API. Um... Otherwise, yes, he has to manually track it like Maddie's talking about. Yep. 
And that is fucking terrible. He's done it before. I don't want him to have to do it, but he has done it before. Um, also Gazman, Thank you very much for the follow. Welcome. Sorry. I didn't catch that right away. Thank you so much. Yeah. Halo data hive is the absolute realist of G's. <laughs> Seriously. Like I, I, Oh my God. I want things to be as easy for him as possible so he can really implement the things that he really wants on the site because that's like MCC held him back from being able to do whatever he wanted. And so, yeah. Um, Martin says, I'm going to say at Maddie rums that the stats is more of an excuse to the players, but uh, really reality. It's more of a reason for the TOs. It already takes players forever to set up their controller and headset to play matches. Okay. What's up hero. Welcome. Justin says those old tournament stats. He dropped was insane. Absolutely. And the thing, the thing to keep in mind when he was doing some MCC stuff, it was all manual. That's how terrible it was. It was all manual. Maddie says, imagine waiting for open bracket players to spend 15 minutes adjusting their settings to get what they want to play, slowing down the whole tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and like Justin says, with all the new settings, it's going to take forever. Absolutely. There's so many more now. All right, let's finish this article and we can continue. Conclusion. Halo Infinite is a game that is more open and accessible to players than any prior Halo game, and HCS is following suit. With players competing on any platform, as well as controller or mouse and keyboard, we're hoping to have a deep competitive scene with fresh blood entering the scene at launch and beyond. On top of that, we're working to ensure a better on-site event experience than ever before with our partners at Esports Engine. Fuck yes. So, <coughs> excuse me, some clarification. Um, this is from Adam of Esports Engine. Uh, he says, he states, to, add, to expand on this more, the unified point system means that all events, large or small, LAN or online have competition system relevance. This nuance helps ensure a self-running ecosystem that gives identity and relevance to all competition at all levels. Lastly, it's crazy important. Um, points are for a thriving com- competition ecosystem, not only for players to aspire, but for TOs to succeed. This same logic applies to ranked playlists. It should be table stakes for games. It is not, but a longevity and relevance mechanism. So Maddie asked, will points earned at HCS grassroots events not run by esports engine be added and reflected on the esports engine platform? And Tashi replied with yes. Esports engine platform will be the source of truth for all points in the ecosystem. Okay. Maddie also asked, Will inputs be locked during a match and or event? For example, once you start a match with controller, you have to finish it using only a controller. Tashi replied with, we're still finalizing, but there will be restrictions like this for events. Important for us that when you're competing against someone, you know what input they're using. Cool. Ladies and gentlemen, Actually, before we, before we move on, uh, 
any last thoughts to HCS events being cross play and cross input? Will anything you'd like to add? I mean, I'll just say I'm glad they're including as many people as they can. It's awesome to be able to bring possibly new competitors in that we may have never seen before because there are PC people. Simple as that. 100%. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, chat, if you guys have anything else to add, please do so. But without further ado, let's get into, well, actually, that's it for competitive news. It's time for your upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCombo.com. Check out, <coughs> Jesus Christ, NoobCombo.com. Probably Hey Louis Sports needs. Make sure to take a drink of water there, Josh. I did, like, before I even moved on to that. that that's, God, it sucks. Uh, Beth says, cross input still scares me a bit, but if both are balanced, that's awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Justin and Matt, Maddie says, I like what Will said. Uh, I second what Will said. Justin says, I'll wait and see the balance, but I like what Will said. I agree. I liked what Will said too. Um, if one is wildly overpowered, I agree with Frosty. That kind of tosses competitive integrity out the window. Oh, speaking about Frosty, Will, did you see that tweet by him? I no. I oh know. man, he's oh, he was pissed about cross play. You cross input. He cross was input? he was fucking livid. It was it was really funny actually, but. Well, further ado, your upcoming turns of the week. On Saturday, August 7th, the SWAT Nation Last Dance co-ed Halo 5 SWAT 4v4. <coughs> Fuck. And on Sunday, August 8th, the Blue Team Tournament's Rainbow Road FFA Halo 3 qualifier number one. And that's it for your upcoming turnips of the week presented by NoobCombo.com You can check out NoobCombo.com For all your Halo Esports needs But no merch yet So stay tuned I guess Cause who fucking knows when that's gonna come out Right Manny? Okay Um Justin says they're uh, Beth says it was a little out of line, but I had the same knee jerk reaction. Is it, it was just funny to see frosty like come out like that. Like that's, he came out fucking hot like that. That's, I just wasn't expecting it. That's why I thought it was funny. Uh, Justin says they're all bitching grow up children. It's a game at the end of the day. I swear to God pros hate Halo. They only play because they're good. Holy moly. Justin's getting heated too. Hot takes. <laughs> I love it. Justin hot takes. I fucking love it. I love it. Oh my God. Uh, Will, I would uh, jump into roster mania, but we don't have it. So what do we got for the tournament league recaps of the week? Yes. First up, we have Xbox fan fest, Halo three, two V two series finale. And we'll just run through uh fifth through sixth or fifth through eighth. All took home a thousand dollars. Starting from the bottom up, we had Team Nevermind, which included known as Phenom and Fatal CH, and then Team GBX, which is Tusk and Renegade. 
Spoon Platoon included Porky J and Filthy G. And then Dark Magicians, Nikoski and Gilkey. In fourth place, taking home $2,000, Mentally Stressed Twos. Uh, it was Trustkov and Cutie NFJ. In third, went to Dogs, taking home three grand. It was X6 and Deceiting. Second, went to Ray Noob, taking home four grand, Ryan Noob and Rain. And first, taking home seven grand, it is RB, Trippy and Tylenol. Do you remember our predictions, Will? No. You said RBLB or RB. RBIC. That's what you said. You said RBIC. So you were like, you were really close. And then I said, I said Ray noob and uh, a team that I don't think made it in the top eight. So like we were, we were pretty close, but what did I say? I said that the Sentinels guys would be knocked out well before. And they were, and they were, I just had that. I had that feeling. Um, come to play. So we're pretty good, you know. We we all, we were almost spot on with this one, all things considered. Oh, almost, almost. Hey, I, I'll take what we can get. Um, let's see. <coughs> Excuse me. Martin says, but on that second point, Justin is accurate. Uh, there was many players who only played just for the money. Sag. Uh, Beth says, I thought it was hilarious. The people in the, uh, in the comments saying Frosty would just scared to match mouse and keyboard players. Oh, well, that was adorable. I mean, Hey, wouldn't, wouldn't it be something though? If he's just I mean, like, he has, no, I'm not the best anymore in a competitive game. What was that? You well, know, he has a point. He has the point about balance in a competitive. Absolutely. Game. Yeah. Because so. we don't know. We don't know what this is going to be like when it fully releases. Like we only had our hands on a limited time frame flight. Um, but I will say this, and this isn't to shit on anything. This is just regurgitating a statement. Adam and Tashi have come out. Adam of esports engine, Tashi of HCS. They've come out multiple times and they've said that, um, they're going to continually iterate on this if needed. Like they're going to continue to look at the data and they're, they're going to make this like, if it comes out right on launch, and they have their first event and it's a shit show, right? I, this is the, I'm not saying it's going to be, I'm saying like, there's, there's always an opportunity for something to go sideways, right? We never want it to, but there's always an opportunity for it to happen. So yeah. what, what's to say that this first infinite event happens, you have the cross input and it just doesn't work out. Well, guess what? It doesn't have to stay like that. They even said, we're going to iterate on this and we, we will make improvements as needed. Like we're going to continually look at the data and make improvements as needed. So it's not, it's not an end all be all like we're sticking with this to the end of time. No, it's not the way it's going to be. So no need to worry. That's what I'm going to say. Perfect. <coughs> uh, moving on to the last result here. It was Louis V Titans money Tuesdays, halo infinite kill race, which, was Tuesday. which wasn't really on Tuesday, but you know, we had limited time for infinite yeah. tech preview. Um, go check this out if you haven't already. In second place was Lucid, uh, aka Saiyan. Yes. Now Lucid. Yep. And Renegade. And first went to Snake Bite and Royal 2. Yes. Um, and to my knowledge, I believe this started with like bot matches, and then they released 4v4 um later that evening. 
and they played the remainder of the matches on that. And the funny part about a kill race is that you don't know when not in a bot match, you don't know who you're going to be matched up with and or against. Yeah. There were times where they got matched up with and against other professional players. So you're not guaranteed to get a shit ton of kills in that circumstance. Um, so yes, like Will said, go watch the VOD. It's available on YouTube. So it's not going away. Unlike Twitch VODs. So go check it out. All right. Um, and that does it for the recaps. Will, thank you very much for going through those. Uh, without further ado, let's get into some regular news. Or at least that's what I would say, because if we had regular news to share, uh, this is where I would put the article that came out today for the new ways integration. Will, did you see this for what ways the navigation app? Oh yeah. 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 yeah so if you have ways, the navigation app like that, that rivals uh, Google maps, Apple maps, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you can have the master chief or Atriox of the banished be your guide and like your car icon transforms into either a warthog or uh, I forgot the, I don't think it's a wraith, but I don't know whatever vehicle it is for <coughs> the banished. I'm going to download it right now. Oh, Eshram, not Atriax. My bad. Eshram. Um, thank you for correcting me. I apologize. Uh, but yeah, it's a ghost. Thank you. What's up? Uh, Campos. Welcome back. Oh, and welcome Shirzy. Oh, Shirzy's here too. Oh, hey. Sup, motherfucker? How you doing? Congrats on the podcast launch, my man. We'll we'll shout that out obviously later on in the show too, but want to just tell you right now since you're here, I'm sorry I missed you. Like I said, not feeling good over on this side. Um, used it on my way home from a Target run. It's funny you even say that because wasn't it? The f- oh my god, I fucking forgot her name and I feel like an asshole now. She's like, um, she's like head of the marketing operations for or or like marketing partnerships for 343 and Halo. Uh, but she even tweeted out, like, use this on your next target run or whatever. And literally, that's what you did. I found that kind of ironic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you have ways or hell, if you don't, just give it a free download and give it a shot. Um, keep in mind. I guess, I guess we are just sharing news at this point, but, uh, keep in mind, this is limited. This is not going to stay forever. Um, so give it a shot if you want to, uh, but just know that eventually there is no like set time, but just, just know it will go away. Um, is this ways for EU to talk to me? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. It might be us only. Why do you think it's going away? Because it literally says that in the Xbox wire article. Do you want me to link it? I didn't grab it, but I can link it if you'd like. It says it at the bottom of the page. Oh, it does work in Europe. There you go. Fuck yeah, man. That's red. Maybe it's a different country I'm thinking of then. British chief? Dude, that would be Amazing. Oh yeah, I got a warthog on my screen. Did you download it and check it out? Yeah, yeah. There you go, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. I mean, to be honest, it doesn't give me the best direction to where I need to go. Oh, here you go. Here you go. 
The content is available worldwide starting today in English, Spanish, French, and Portuguese, and will remain on the Waze app for a limited time. Uh, there you go. Here, I'll even I'll post the link to that article in in the chatterinos. I'm gonna have to learn how to use that. There you go. There's the link. I guess until Infinite's launch, very well could be. Like I said, there's no actual date given in the article, but if you want to give it a shot, and you know you give it a shot. <coughs> All right. Um, that's it for the regular news because we have our topic for this week. And the topic for this week is obviously the Halo Infinite technical preview aka the flight impressions so jesus christ um will yeah invites were sent out took a little while to get to everybody that actually got invited um but we were lucky enough to both get invited to the flight and we played it a lot did you finish the battle pass? Well, no. Okay. I did. Um, okay. So I have questions because I stopped getting challenges. So I was not able to further progress the battle pass. I think they did a refresh either the second or the third day. They either did a refresh on Saturday or Sunday. Right. So I'm forgetting Thursday. I kept getting, I, I would get as many um, challenges as I want. Friday, same. Saturday, um, same. Sun, what, I had the most time to play on Sunday, or Saturday and Sunday. I think they stopped coming on Saturday. Okay. And then Sunday I had no more challenges, and I just couldn't, couldn't keep going. What the fuck? So I did not get to finish the battle pass. Um, well, either way. Okay. Again, I apologize that we're not feeling the best, but uh, you sure as he's right. You could buy progression with the currency. Mm-hmm. What did you spend your What did you spend your fake currency on, Will? <laughs> um, I got. The, I did get the battle pass. Obviously, I got um the one of the armor coatings and okay. the weapon coatings as well. Oh, you did get the weapon coatings. I did. Which set did you get? The white and like the fancy looking ones, not the red ones. Okay. All right. Uh, Shirzy says they need to have progression outside of challenges. I'm um, sure they will. Uh, yeah. Th- otherwise, those XP boosts don't really do anything unless you complete correct challenge. Correct. Correct, Amundo. All right, let's quickly go through what was in the flight before we get into setting expectations and then our impressions. So in the technical preview, in the first flight that took place for Halo Infinite, which took place over a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then a little bit of Monday, this included Bot Slayer on three maps, Live Fire, Recharge, and Bazaar, and the bots had three difficulty levels that increased as the days continued. So we had Marine, ODST, and Spartan. There were weapon drills that you can do for all the weapons that were in the flight, And then for the tail end, for a brief stint on Sunday night, 
they introduced 4v4 Slayer. So four people against four people. And again, this was on all three maps, Live Fire, Recharge, and Bazaar. And then there was also um, working through the Battle Pass, Waypoint V Next, and just other UI elements. So setting expectations. They had a stream. (coughs) They had a stream take place before the flight kicked off. And during the stream, you would see grenade hit markers. So our boy Quindo Hoyo um, went on Twitter and he said, grenade hit markers will only be available in social and unranked experiences for Halo Infinite. They will turn, they will be turned off for competitive play and settings. So there you go. That has been confirmed. Oh, sure. you're right. Different time zones. Um, you guys, did you guys get any opportunity to play the four V four? Because I know because what didn't, uh, didn't Sims go to bed or something? I saw that. Like you guys got fucked because of that. Like for the record, I'm not happy about. I I hate how that shit it happens. Like I understand it's a technical flight. Like I understand it's not the full launch experience, but it's like, unless you guys stayed up really fucking late. I mean, and then launch items is by Jerry Hook. Um. Oh, he says, uh, Gaskin onset. My brother played the whole thing from three to 5. AM. We were dead the day after. Oh, I saw your guys fucking, uh, Oh my God. What were you guys saying? Hold on. I saw your guys tweets. They were funny. They're like in all caps and shit talking about how you guys are the best or something. Um, all right. Launch items by Jerry hook who works at three, four, three. He said part one. Some questions keep hitting that I want to respond to one. The launch pass will be more than 20 items Two, Yes. The launch pass does not expire. So if you don't have time in a season to complete, you can keep playing until you can keep playing after until you do part two. Number three, you have a large earn track for gear and colors. So no, we're not making you pay for colors. Four, you earn not just in the pass, but also alongside it in weekly challenges. Five, as a full free-to-play title, we will have a cosmetic store. And six, no, you don't have to pay for the live multiplayer game. Okay. And finally, yes, we want respectful feedback. No, we don't think we're perfect. Yes, given our player base size, we believe we can have honest debate on what we all like and don't like. And yes, you have not seen the full experience. Okay? Again, just setting expectations here. Mm-hmm. All right. Also in the show notes of the show, exclamation point show notes and chat, I include links to areas that you can provide feedback to. These are waypoint forums for bot slayer weapon drills, UI battle pass and challenges, PC and Xbox. So if you have, if you have feedback you'd like to provide, you can do so there. And then again, if you saw issues, you can always submit a ticket on the halo support site. So will I listed out these items here 
Um, and I kind of just wanted to go through the list. Yeah. And we, and we can just go back and forth on impressions. So our overall impressions of the flight. First thing I have listed here, and this goes kind of like, we'll end on like the gameplay portion and whatnot. So sure. starting, what'd you think of the music? Loud, but good. <laughs> Loud, but good. Did yeah, you, was, uh, there was times where like, I couldn't hear people in my headset because the music was so loud in game, not in game, but like in the menu. Yeah. In the menu. Yep. Um, so personally, I think that the menu music of when like you're, you're not, not the title screen, but like when you're in the menu itself and whatnot, mm-hmm. I think that might be the best menu music we've had in a halo game. And like, I love Halo twos and whatnot, but I really believe this might be my favorite out of all of them. <coughs> and I also really love Halo Wars twos menu music. So if you have not listened to Halo Wars two, Halo Wars twos menu music, do that. But I think that Halo infinites, if that's what it's going to be phenomenal. All right. Well, the battle pass and the UI overall, what'd you think? I was okay with it. I think it looks good. Um, the, the grenades. Um, previously, you could see all grenade types that you had. Yeah. This time, you have to kind of select. You cycle through them. Equipped. Mm-hmm. But you, so I wish there was a way to see what grenade types you had available. But other than that, UI looked good to me. Uh, back to music for a second because I forgot to ask this. What do you think of the the mid the mid game? like sound that plays like when you get the midway point in the match. When you hit, yeah. When someone hits 25 kills, um, yeah, I can do without it to be honest. Same here. Same here. Um, I just felt it got once I like, once you hear it for the upteenth time, it, it's just, it's not grating on the ears. It just gets, boring and mundane and like oh here it comes again yeah but the menu music's phenomenal um all right so the battle pass and ui uh overall i think it's i think it was okay um i think trying to yeah i don't know like navigating around like we only had one, well, technically two on, on Sunday night or whatever, depending on the region you're in. Um, we only had one to two playlists to pick from. And I still thought it was a little cumbersome to pick the playlist. So uh, I have a feeling that's not final. I hope like, not. That's what I'm getting at is that I hope not. Yeah. Especially with more and more playlists being added or what I hope to be more and more playlists being added. I hope that it's a little uh, easier to navigate around. Um, but yeah, other than that, I also, I thought it was kind of clunky to he's like, I'm used to MCC or, or halo five, right? Where you press the start button and then you can go to your customization options from there. When in, at least in the flight, you had to go back like to the, like the, the base menu and then hit the bumper to go over to the armory from there. It just felt a little clunky to me 
and trying to navigate around to what I wanted to do. Um, but no, other than that, like I thought it was easy to figure out like when you're going to be loading into a match, when you found a match, stuff like that. I thought that was easily understandable. Yeah. Um, so that was good. I think all the settings that you have at your disposal is incredible. Um, so yeah, I think that's great. Do, do we want to talk about, do we want to include here now the player outlines? Uh, whatever you feel like. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's just do that because it's technically a UI thing an accessibility thing. So what do you, what do you feel after playing it for a significant amount of time now? How do you feel about the player outline system and being able to change the colors to basically whatever you want? Um, I like, <coughs> I think it's cool. They want to go back with, um, they want to, you know, have that player customization. So allowing people to have their, their armor on in game and then being able to choose colors outside of that to be able to tell who's who it was. I mean, it's good. It's a good balance for that. So, um, I stuck with the purple and gold purple for teammates, gold for enemies. And that, that seemed to work pretty well. Did you feel that you had a good enough representation around, uh, something, one of the, one of the criticisms that I saw online after the flight had taken place or even during the flight, I guess you could say, is that you don't really have a good visual indicator as how much shields an enemy has left or how much shields that you're taking off of an enemy. Yeah. You really just kind of know when they pop. Yes. So I'm wondering from his perspective of you having them change to yellow, because I stuck with the traditional red and blue for my entire play session. So from your perspective, changing it to yellow, did you see any change there or, or what's your thought on the shield visualization? Um, yes, it, I, I guess it would be hard. It was hard for me to tell too. Like I could see them light up when I was shooting them, but to tell how much is coming off, like that's, yeah, that was, that was tough. Um, but you, seeing it pop was great with the yellow. It was easy to see when the shields popped and then okay. go from there. Uh, Justin says, did you ever, or do you mean how many shots you've landed? No. So like in Halo five, for example, you, you have a pretty clear identification of like, or or visual representation of how much shield an enemy has before it's about to pop. Right. Like you see them glow a little bit more and more up until that point. So like having that, having that type of visual representation of, like, yeah, you know, your shots landed because you have the hit markers, obviously, but just having that visual representation of, let's say an enemy, like a teammate was shooting at that person, that sh- that person got away, but you found that person and you start shooting at that person. But again, it's that visual representation of, oh, you only have like a couple shots left before your shields break or, oh, you're full shield. It's that type of, how do I want to engage this firefight? Um, just as I can't, can't, can't say I've ever noticed that I just shoot and that's, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. It's just, again, an observation that I saw on Twitter, just something that, Hey, maybe you might pay attention to now more. <coughs> um, but yeah, like I said, I stuck with red and blue for the entire time. Um, I will say the, for, uh, when I wa- when I was watching you stream, when I was watching, uh, other content creators as well, who had the yellow for the enemies, I think I might like that more. Um, because I feel like it's, it's easier to distinguish an enemy player. Um, 
not not that the blue or the red uh excuse me not that the red was hard to distinguish but i think the the yellow was easier so sure um that might be something i want to play with later on i actually started with purple for enemies and i had a moment where i couldn't tell i was shooting at someone and i couldn't tell if like am i shooting a teammate or am i shooting an enemy right now so right i did change over to uh to yellow after that and that it was a, a lot better awesome uh maddie says i want yellow for enemies and green for friendlies uh and justin says you can turn it off for friendlies right so no outline is friends i did not look into that i did remember you saying something about that before justin or asking about that before but i do not know so if anybody else knows please chime in if you can um what i will say is i think i remember sims tweeting out uh his critique on the player outline system um You do, 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 do. Yeah. So he says, this is, this is from Sims, uh, Richard Sims. He says the outlines for me are another massive dislike that needs a rework. I I understand fully that we need a new friend versus foe system, given the lack of red versus blue, but currently it's like having spectator mode turned on all game, very off putting and overall, very, very confusing. So, um, there you go. What I will say is, well, let's, let's, let me read what Beth says here. Beth says, I'm kind of torn on the outlines. I didn't hate it, but, uh, I think it kind of makes the game look worse in a way. Like, I feel like they could just go the COD route and just have the gamer tags over the heads and have enemies as red when you aim over them. And then she says, I went with blue for friendlies and yellow for enemies. I still had trouble telling who was an enemy at times. Uh, Justin says, I think I saw it on Twitter for Sims or in Sims mentions on that thread. Okay. Maybe you'll be able to turn down the intensity. That's what I'm wondering is if you'll be able to turn that down. But for me, for me, I look at this as a, like not even in terms of like a customization standpoint, but a, I don't know if any of you guys have watched the overwatch league at all. Um, but with the Overwatch League, they're not a cut and dry red and blue system or anything like that either. They go based off of the team's colors and they have home and away colors. Call of Duty League, same thing, right? It's not a red or blue thing. It's team colors and they have a home and away scheme. So like if you see the Minnesota Rocker go up against the Toronto Ultra, which we'll talk about later, oh, <laughs> foreshadowing, but, but in all seriousness, they are both purple teams, right? So one, you'll have white and purple and the other one you'll have like purple and black or different variations of the two. We are like light blue. Oh, well there, there you go. There you go. So like, it's not just a cut and dry red and blue system for either of those two leagues either. So, but I I can see where Sims is coming from in in sense of like, Oh, it looks like you have a spectator mode on all the game. So yeah, I get it. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you're able to turn (sighs) off, friendlies it would look a lot better i can agree with that yeah um let's see maddie says you were able to uh, to adjust the thickness and opacity if i remember correctly there you go uh best says or do like split gate you and your team show up with whatever armor colors you've selected but enemies show up as red there we go see that's i understand it's just i think again like part of me 
likes this new system, not just from a customization standpoint, which is what they talk about, but from an accessibility standpoint as well, like to allow more just viewers in general or more players in general get to experience the game based off of a color scheme that works for them. That's, that's what I like about this. Um, Shirzy says something we need to remember is teammates should have call signs above their heads, but it wasn't working in the flight. Yes. 100%. Yes. We've all talked about that. How we wish that we had tags above teammates heads, because while it is great that you saw the outlines of your teammates, Mm -hmm. the fact that like, if I call out somebody on me, like typically I'd have a J 88 or a Josh above my head and people would know, Oh, that's you. Right. That that's, so hope, hoping obviously that's going to be in the full release kind of sucks. It wasn't in the flight, but you know, you mainly bots anyway. So it's not that big of a deal. Um, so yeah, that was, there we go. Did you mess around? Will? I saw you did have a custom emblem. So I'm thinking you did. Did you mess around with the waypoint app at all? I did. Um, I like it. It's something new. It's something, well, I don't know if it's necessarily new, but it's, it's cool. Um, I'd like to see it expanded upon when the game releases. I agree. Uh, the one thing that I did notice and I'm not a huge fan of, but I get, I understand it from a usability standpoint is that depending upon the game you select, it changes the options on the bottom row. And so I just, I was just thinking that my customization was always going to be in the same spot but I selected mm-hmm. Halo five one time and it completely changed that bottom row. So I'm like, Oh shit, what did I do? So yeah. just have to kind of keep that in mind. But again, this is again, just in like a, a beta state for that. They're still working out the kinks and uh, there we go. Weapon drills. Did you fuck around with any of the weapon drills? Will? yeah, I did. Um, <coughs> good. Uh, like a good way to warm up with the weapon or if you haven't used a weapon before, get some experience with it before jumping into a match. I liked that there was competitions held with that, with getting points. Like they three, four, three staff have been talking about. They're always talking about how, who has the highest score on the three, four, three staff. So um, yeah, just a good, good way to warm up with the weapon for me. I saw some crazy clips of like the sniper being used and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll talk about the sniper in just a second, but um yeah, I, f- I fucked around with the weapon drills a little bit too. Um, like you said, I think it's a good way to warm up, uh, a good way to get your bearings with each weapon before just picking something random off the floor in a multiplayer match. Uh, and then the cool part is, is that there's different levels as well. So like you have one where the bots are just completely stationary. They spawn yeah. in their pattern. That's it. And then the the higher up in level you go, the more strafing they'll do, the different patterns they'll go in. It's just pretty fucking cool. Um, Maddie says, I still think when it comes to the viewing experience, the audience should see red versus blue outlines. Um, sure. He said saying behind you to my friends meant nothing is so no one knew who I was talking to agreed. Uh, Campos says they're also thinking about how the game is free to play and they need to sell skins and battle passes. What's the fun in equipping a skin on your Spartan to show off if you never play free for all. Oh, and yeah, I, I understand. Um, Beth says, if we had that, I'd be cool with just being able to turn outlines off, having the option to. I don't mean take that away completely. Just have a none option when you go to select the colors. Um, 
Hero says weapon drills in Halo Infinite is very, very useful. It absolutely is. All right. Well, let's talk about bots. Yeah. <laughs> so realistically, we can we can skip Marine because they were absolute 100% pushovers, like nothing. They, yeah. ODST and Spartan difficulty, though, were a little bit of a different story. Um, do you have any, do you have any funny experiences that happen with the bots? Anything um, you can remember off the top of your head? I just know a few times I saw bots, like just completely stop shooting and stare in the air. I saw that too. <laughs> I saw that too. It's just like, uh, you're right there, buddy. They just give um, up. Yeah. So I don't know. It was it just, yeah, they, they, they were just done with it. Um, did you ever get absolutely dunked on by a bot? They're grenades, okay? Oh, they're if insane. something that you want to be good at, the fucking grenades the bots had, I don't know if we can go back and watch their strats with with grenades, <laughs> but they would just drop them right on your feet, and you'd be, you're done. That's the thing. It felt like they had they had martyrdom from uh, Call of Duty. Like, when you die, you just drop a grenade at your feet. It's exactly what that felt like, is that they, they'd have that perfect split second of where they'll throw one right when they're about to die, and it's just, you get fucked because you don't see it coming. Yep. yep. Um, I, there were two instances where I almost got ninjaed. I did. It didn't happen, but there were two instances where it almost did. And then, um, it's funny how there will be circumstances where if they have you weak, they'll push you. They, they will push you. And, those run. They'll straight oh, up yeah. at you. Oh, yeah. They're fucking come after you. And the best part is this when there's more than one because they, they just fucking buddy up and they're in and they're just, we're yep. coming for that ass. They're zooming. Oh, it's it's insane. Um, But yeah, it was, I never had an experience where, like I saw the clips on Twitter and whatnot, but I never, like, I, did you see Dave's clip, Will? I don't think I did. Oh, my God. One of them, Dave had an instance where one of the bots had grapple shot and hammer on recharge and would grapple shot towards him twice. Oh yeah. And he screamed. Oh yeah. No, I did see that one. Great clip. Great clip. I've never, I'd never had any type of that circumstance happen, but like I could only imagine like they're, they're not bad. They're not bad. Um, and like they said, it was a good, it's a way to introduce (sighs) people in or to warm up as a team, it's, it's perfect. You know, they're, they are, they're not the greatest in the world, but it's, it's a good way to like, Hey, I need to get my shot on before we hop into the competitive day. Right. Let's just hop into a bot match and warm up. Exactly. Um, Maddie says there's a funny clip in paradise. Halo's compilation video where a dude grapples, uh, at one with the gravity hammer, but the bot kills him. And then he responds in the same bot, then grapples at him and kills him with the gravity hammer. Get fucked. Oh. Uh, I did see a uh, a clip too of um, this is in four v four. So sorry to get off the thing, but the gravity hammer with the the grapple shot. Dude jumps over for the gravity hammer, and before he gets it, a player grapples him and just pulls him off the map. Like oh he couldn't he pull him back to him. He just pulled got pulled off the map. So there's That's gonna amazing. be some weird things that go on with that grapple shot. Yeah, uh, I did use it. Um... And the first couple matches that I played on recharge, I did use it to grab OS or camo, whichever one spawned and it did work. So that was cool. Um, yeah, there's, there is going to be a lot of shit that's going to be crazy with it. Um, all right. The maps will 
Live Fire, yeah. Recharge, and Bizarre. What did you like? What did you dislike? Favorite, least favorite? What do you think? <coughs> All right. I'm going to be probably against the norm here. Oh. But my favorite was Live Fire. Ooh. Okay. Uh, I can't tell you why, but I just enjoyed it. Um, there are a couple useless spots on the map in my opinion yeah um the behind the tower there's some there's some ground on that side of the map all right you did not spawn on it oh you're talking behind the snipe tower behind the snipe tower i feel like no one was back there ever no um but just in in terms of me enjoying the map how i play live fire was my favorite um for slayer I would so if we're ta- if we're just talking Slayer Slayer I would just put them in the order they came out Live Fire Recharge Bizarre, however Bizarre for me I think is going to be a great um, objective map yeah CTF Hills whatever it may be um, I didn't really like it for Slayer but for for objective I can see where that would come into play I could see how Recharge would be a good like capture the flag or strongholds map I mean not not capture like like a strongholds or King of the Hill. Strongholds King. Yeah, I can agree with that too. So um yeah, I'm leaning towards Bizarre being above recharge for me, but Slayer didn't feel great on it. What about what about yourself? Where where are you ranking these maps? I also like Live Fire overall. Uh I agree with you on the parts of it that felt just dumb. Uh also I found it really funny. Um talk to Maddie about this too, that the fucking um or wait was it maddie who i was talking to about it who the fuck was it talking to about it? either way the the dummies that are set up on live fire oh yes the so they they have callouts on the bottom left of the of the ui to tell you where like that section of the map is and it's called brutes oh because they're they're dummy brutes they're but dummy it, brutes. it should just be called dummies it should be. And that's, I've just found that hilarious. Like, why the fuck do you call that brutes? It should just be called dummies because when somebody looks at that, they're not saying, oh, that's a brute. No, they're just saying it's a dummy. Right. So I, I just, I found that really just stupid that I, it, it's just a thought in my head. They could easily change it. Yeah. And I, I hope they do three, four, three. I'm just kidding. I just, I, like I said, it's a really stupid thing that came up in my mind. I'm like, oh my God, this is called brutes. Why is it called brutes? But either way. Uh, the thing that I did say though, and this is gonna sound weird. I do like live fire, but I think I'd like it more if it had a different aesthetic. Like if it didn't yeah. just look like a generic military base setup, I might well, like well, it more. It's 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 at the academy, right? That's no, and I, I completely understand that, and I respect that. It's just my stupid brain is like this looks bland to me. I want a little more pizzazz. It, it's, it's, it didn't have that pizzazz. I'm like, I think it plays well. It's just, mm-hmm. it just doesn't what, stimulate my visuals. What I would honestly like to see there since it is a training ground <laughs> yeah, is more destruction. The place looks pristine. Oh. That's, that's where bullets are flying. Grenades are going off. It should look a little bit more destructed. The building, you know, have cracks. It, I mean, I get, you know, they're supposed to have, it's the training facility. It's supposed to look great, but just some more destruction around the map. Maybe that way that instead of 
like sandbags. It could have a pillar on the ground. Maybe something like that would, uh, would pizzazz it up enough. I can agree with that. Um, recharge might actually be my least favorite of the three. I'm not even going to say maybe I think it is recharge is my least favorite of the three. Justin says they looked big, but I didn't get to try them. So let me know. They also look very realistic, not very halo, but again, I'm only going, going off clips. <coughs> um, bizarre. I mean, bizarre recharge to me felt the biggest of yeah. the three. And the thing we'll talk about the, the, the sidekick uh, in a little bit here, because clearly I know there are people out there that don't like the sidekick because they think it's a weapon that it's not actually what that weapon's used for, but whatever to me. So I like bizarre overall. Maddie says that uh, I wasn't really liking bizarre because there seemed to be a lot of wasted space around the outside of the map. Um, I can agree with that too, because it felt like you weren't going out there very often. Yeah. I'm curious about bizarre though, too, because that might've gameplay on that might, might evolve because everyone was trying to fight in the middle. Right. But you're very exposed out there. Right. I think, I think when we see four V four, you're going to send probably a person to each side, someone top and maybe someone bottom like in play to see who peeks out first for the, the OS or the, the rockets, you know, or, or maybe someone's going to grab, get the grapple shot, grapple the rockets in back indoors and then wait, wait their play out. I feel like um, the outside of the map should have been used more for, <coughs> for flanks and things like that. So here was going to be my one criticism that ties directly into what you're saying. And maybe it should have been utilized more for flanking. Because that's, that's what I didn't do, and I should have done more. My complaint was, when we first started playing the 4v4, right, we got mm -hmm. fucking stomped. And did that first map. Yeah, and the second one, too. But either way, one of my problems, and again, this is on me, too. I'm not saying this is a fault, necessarily, of the map. Um, just something that I witnessed was, unless I had a rifle... Like, unless I had a commando or the BR, right? Unless I had one of those two weapons. With recharge, you have, on both sides of the map, you have the high perch areas, right? Mm -hmm. I can't shoot them. Like, I can't get to them. Now, like you said, Will, I should have been flanking more. Yes. The thing that I did notice, though... I felt as though there was only one clear area unless you had a grapple shot. Okay. Because there, there was one on the map. So unless you had the grapple shot, it felt as though there was only one clear path to get to that person. If you just wanted to get to that person. And so that detracted a little bit to me because I didn't have the proper weapon. Like I, I, I I'm think, not trying um, to blame the map because I know this is on me too. It's just something that I experienced with recharge. What I don't think a lot of people notice. I feel like that's more of a classic halo map where you need the high ground. You need to hold that high ground. And they did. To, to, and the, yeah, teams did. Yep. Um, it's, it's, you know, coming from halo five, you were able to 
zip down bottom mid quick, pick something up and get right back up top. Right. Not here. You have no. to take a long way to get back up top. Um, and I feel like this is classic Halo coming back into infinite. So I feel like maybe teams just need to adapt and realize that holding that high ground, that's where the weapons spawn. Um, get the grapple shot so you can pull uh, whatever power-ups at the bottom and, and hold that. Right. I agree. So I, I feel like it's maybe the map, that map too, this is where I miss the red and blue aspect because you could spawn on one side and be like, okay, I'm up top, but I don't necessarily know if I'm on this side of the map or the other side. And that map um, is very blue in and of very itself. Blue. Yep. And, and like you said, it, that one does feel bigger than most. Yes. So I, I don't know. Just from a, I, like I a, what's up? Oh, I said, I just want more indicators of where I am. And maybe it's because the map's brand new, you know, I'll learn over time, but. Right. We didn't have a ton of time with it. And the reason why I feel like it, it felt big to me is with the amount of, and we'll talk about sprinting too, how it's not that big of a speed difference between walking and sprinting, but like, it just feels like it takes forever to get around that map. But that might just be me. Um, in terms of bizarre though, again, to me, the, <coughs> unless you had a rifle, it was difficult to get the people up on the bridges and whatnot. But again, flanking perspective, like you talked about, will it's something I need to do more of. So that's again on me. Um, but no, I like, I like the aesthetic of bizarre. Uh, I think it's like the, the main part of that map works pretty damn well. Maddie, like you mentioned, it did feel like the outsides weren't very used very often, but again, going based off of what Will said, uh, it could be utilized more often um, mm -hmm. for different types of purposes. So, yeah. Another thing to mention about Bazaar for me, um, <laughs> nades were important on that map. Without having a boost anymore to get out of the way, Oh yeah. Uh, if someone's in one of the top side rooms on that map, uh, getting a nade up there could easily push them out and give you room or get the kill because they can't boost and run like they used to. Right. And now without thrust and whatnot is if you jump, you're, you're, uh, you're floating. Yeah. You're, you're a slightly elevated sitting duck at that point. <laughs> like you're not going anywhere. So it's, it, it just, you're, when you mentioned like the, the bringing of the classic halo into it as well, it just, it felt it felt really good. It felt really good of like the, the modern with the classic melded together. I liked it a lot. All right. Weapons. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you think they are? Good. Perfectly balanced in my opinion. Perfectly balanced in your opinion. I think it was good. Maddie, where are you? Maybe, maybe, maybe a little with the smart link, you know, it gave oh, yeah. me that it fuckers got range, <laughs> but I think I really like what they're doing with everything. We'll, we'll go down the list, but yes. And you've heard my blanket statement. I'll just put my blanket statement again on this is that I feel every weapon, at least in the flight so far, every weapon has a role of where it fits, has its use case. No one weapon feels more powerful than the other in terms of its use case. So let's, let's go down the line. The BR. What'd you think? That was my favorite gun to use. Same here. A lot of fun. Sounded great. It sounds phenomenal. And I can't wait to see it 
bring up the competitive charge. Yes. I, I really hope, <laughs> I really hope it does. And to the, to the zoomers out there, because we're boomers to the zoomers out there who really want single shot weapons and competitive. No, that's, that's what I'm going to say. And the, there was, okay. The, the next one commando. What'd you think about the commando? Um, Sorry to take you away from taking a drink. No, no. Uh, commando. <coughs> did you know it was full auto? Know. Yeah, I did know it was full auto. I did not at first. Oh no. The first few times um, that I used it, I thought you like, I thought you, I thought it's as, as fast as you pull the trigger is as, as fast as the gun shoots. No. So that's what I was. It's good full auto. If you're really close. Um, at distance, it's better to tap it like that, mm-hmm. but there is a, there's a decent amount of recoil on it and I felt it was inconsistent for me. Other people may have loved it, but it wasn't, it's not my gun of choice. I loved how again, talking about the whole, every weapon feels like it has its role. I loved how <clears throat> you're right. If you're, if you're good with, if you're good at that recoil management, that weapon can be absolutely lethal. But if you're not, you have alternatives. You don't have to try to use that gun if you don't want to. And yeah, with go ahead with the commando, I would I would purposely not aim for the head. I would aim at the a little bit in the chest area for the recoil to bring me up to get that headshot. Smart, very smart. But it's uh, yeah, it was a little tougher to use than the AR. Yes, the sniper rifle. I suck with it. Oh my god, Holy me too. Shit, I'm trash yeah. at sniping an infinite. If that's the final product, it could have done been with the little, you know, a little bit of hitching in the game in the beginning. I didn't get my hands on it that often because uh, I sucked with it. I'm just <laughs> like, okay, you guys can take it. But um, it so- again sounds great. Oh my I hope, god. I uh, hope we see it on different maps because I was saying on uh, we only had it on live fire, if I'm remembering correctly, that. Uh, Yes. There's not much you can hold down on that map with a sniper. You can hold down mid lane. Um, you can the sniper tower. Your, your, there is the snipe tower, but you can't really see off to the right. No, you can't. And then you can see over to whatever overshield camo power up what it was there, but you couldn't see past that. So they they had to push to your side. Yes. To be able to try to get that kill. Indeed. Um. So so if you know someone has the sniper, I think the plays to push the left side and get to that snipe tower. There is a great lack of aim assist in this game. Um, to, to where yeah. it really feels like there is none. Um, now I don't know if that's necessarily true, like 100% no, but it really feels like there isn't any, like when you go into the weapon drills and you play with the sniper, you need to be literally dead on. Yeah. And if you're not, you ain't getting a headshot. I think I did experience aim assist with some of the full auto weapons. Okay. But not the sniper. So there you go. But yeah, the sniper is incredibly hard to use, which is great. And um, it sounds like a fucking nuke is going off every time you shoot the fucking thing. And it's amazing. Yep. All right. The bulldog. I thought it was fun. I... I honestly think it needs a little bit of a damage buff. I agree. But but we don't know what other shotguns are going to be in the game. There might be more that yes. have different purposes. Yes. Um but it does take if you if you're at a little bit of range, it's like three shots, maybe four to kill. And that's the thing. Uh, 
maybe we haven't played enough of it, but to me, I, I, I have a little bit of a feeling of uh, inconsistency with, with the weapons shot registration, I guess you could say. And that could have to do with range, but I do think just from the limited time that we played, I agree that maybe there, a damage buff should be associated with it, depending upon other weapons. Sure. Um, okay. The big one. I mean, the, the, the big small one. Um, the sidekick. Will. Yes. It's there for what it's supposed to be. It's a sidekick. It's not a main weapon. Um, I loved the fact, like, I there was times, like, you, I, I, I felt like I was using it for what I needed to. When you start with ARs, you can use it for range, but yes, it's going to take seven, eight bullets if you're not that accurate. Maybe all the whole magazine, if you're me. But in the moments where I had the AR out and I, I'm down to, like, two bullets left in the AR, pull out the sidekick because it's a faster switch than reloading get a couple shots and then like the quick reload with the sidekick too. If you don't empty the magazine is great. It's just, it's, it's there as a sidekick to pull out. If, if need be, it shouldn't be a made weapon. I think it's one of the best weapons in the game. And I mean that like literally, I think it is one of the best weapons in the game for the role that it fits. Yes. Um, like Will said, it is a sidearm. It is not meant to be a primary weapon. The, the assault rifle with its potentially stupid range, like <laughs> that is a primary weapon. The, the sidekick is not a primary weapon and yes, you can get a full kill. I actually, I think, but no, not two. Nope. But you can for sure get one kill with it and have bullets in the reserves. It is a side weapon. You pull it out to finish off kills or if it's the last thing that you got, then you use it. I think it works really well. I think it shoots really fast. And well, let's talk about this. Now we talk about the quick reload. Every weapon I think has a quick reload. If you're, if you didn't use the full clip or we're going to go back on this full magazine. Thank you. Yes. No, thank you. That's why, that's why I wanted this to be corrected. So if you don't use the full magazine, I believe every weapon has a faster reload and the sidekicks is just, really fucking fast like holy shit yeah. fast so it's <sighs> as if it's like the you know the the super quick like drop the magazine out and pop a new one in without even touching the old one that's really what it feels like it's insane yeah um not as bad as the halo 2 pistol no it's it's better than the halo 2 pistol by far agreed at least it's what it feels like is the, the the reason why I compared it to the Halo 2 pistol is because what other Halo pistol shoots as fast as that? The Halo 2 pistol. And the silenced pistol from ODST. But in terms of a Halo multiplayer title, the Halo 2 pistol. And the commando, I mean the commando, the sidekick feels more powerful than that gun. But again, it feels like a true side weapon as what it should be. Justin, you talking shit about the Halo 2 pistol? No, I'm just, I'm making a comparison. The only comparison I think I can make because it's not, it's not the Halo 1 Magnum. And for what we've learned, Maddie can talk about this too, based off of what we learned from like the cosplay guide, if I'm not mistaken, it said that the holster for the sidekick 
is also used for the M6D Magnum. Okay, which makes us believe that that gun in some way, shape, or form will be in infinite at some point in time. Mm-hmm. So, who the fuck knows? But no, I think the sidekick feels great. And for and this is, I want to touch on this real quick. <coughs> for those out there, especially the pro players, the ones that said, the, remember when I talked about the Zoomers, Will, and how they want single shot starters? Yeah. Some of them said that they think the sidekick should get a buff to be the primary. And I'm like, guys, that's not what the fucking guns used for. No. And then they're saying, Oh, the BR is too easy. (sighs) Moving on. The pulse carbine will. Did you use it at all? A little bit. So in bot matches, I felt this gun was fucking terrible in weapon drills. This gun was incredible. (laughs) If you line it up correctly, it's a two shot headshot. Yeah. I I experienced that when we played four before you, 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 you got that. Uh, no, I got shit on by mm, it. Mm. <laughs> I was about to give you a lot of praise because every time I tried against bots, it didn't even fucking work out for me. Like for, for those who are going to be good with that weapon, that all power to you because that, th- that thing has a great utility to it because it's, it's a three round burst if I'm not mistaken. And it shoots relatively slowly. Um, but like I said, if you can line up, two headshots with that. That shit's insane. Um, plasma pistol. Will, I know you have a couple thoughts on this. What do you got? Inconsistent. In my opinion, this is a, <coughs> a, a gun that needs work. Uh, there was times where you would have the red reticle as you're fully charged and you fire, and then it just doesn't hit. Um, and I noticed it was when a player was maybe jumping or sliding out of that view but if you still had the red reticle, in my opinion, it should have hit because of the tracking on a, on a plasma pistol. And it was just inconsistent. Other than that, it's, it's your normal plasma pistol. I don't know what else to say. Agreed. Uh, I agree with every point you made because at first I was like, Oh, I never had any of those inconsistency issues. And then when the four V four released, I did. And it was not fun when that happens to you. Um, yeah. Justin said, you just coughed on will. Yeah. Will your your imaginariness here? I apologize to you to your chair. Oh, okay. Yeah, good. like I said, I I said I was going to cough a lot during this episode, and I am. Um, with Lysol spray next time. Perfect. Good shit. Uh, let's see. Justin says, "Hope we still get the classic carbine. Love that weapon. I agree. I hope we do too. Because when I when I heard the pulse carbine, like I was thinking that I was thinking it was." This just sounds stupid, but when I thought pulse carbine, part of me thought like the covenant version of the BR that's like, that's what I thought it was going to be. Whereas it was a, it was a burst carbine, I guess you could say. And then no, that's not really what that is. It, the, the shots don't like, they're not as deadly accurate as the BR is, but either way, did you use the needler at all? Will? Yeah. What'd you think? It was good. It was 
I mean, I don't know if I ever got a kill in 4v4 with it, but I did against bots once or twice. And you just have to spam the damn thing, yeah. which is normal. <laughs> I feel, and this is a good thing, I felt it takes a couple more needles in order to super combine, um, which is explode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just for people who don't know. Um, but yeah, I think it took a, I felt as though it took a couple more needles or maybe it shot a little bit slower than the previous needler. I could be mistaken though. H5 needler was OP. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of then. Maybe I think the Halo 5 needler shot a little bit faster than this. Who knows? Uh, Justin asked, did you try out the firing modes? Did the pulse carbine have firing modes? Because there is a weapon that did have alternate firing modes, which we're going to talk about shortly. Yeah. All right, moving on. The Ravager. The Ravager. Um, in, again, another gun that or weapon that was inconsistent for me. I don't. I believe it was said that it was not outputting the correct damage. Okay, I. Are they saying like it was outputting too low of a damage? Yes. Okay, because that's definitely what it felt like when I was using yeah. it. And it, so if you if you fire the Ravager, you can charge it. Yes. And then it will have an AOE effect on the floor. Yes. So you can essentially use this as area of denial, but and, and it's a damage over time, like a like fire on the ground. Yeah. So it felt weird. It felt like it was in a weird place for me. It definitely, uh, I don't think we've ever had the, the closest thing I can think of in terms of like a, a, a piece of halo equipment in a previous halo game is the incendiary grenade, right? Or, or you can think of like the pulse grenade from halo four, but realistically like the incendiary grenade from halo three is the first thing that I can think of that. This is an area of an effect that stays on the ground damage over time. If you stay inside of it or the flamethrower, if you shoot that too, but like, Yeah. We haven't really seen something like this in a in a full for, in a full blown weapon form in Halo. So, yeah. And then the other the other the the normal firing mode kind of feels like a like a brute shot type deal. Sure. We're yeah. just kind of like lobbing projectiles over. Um, yep. But again, like you said, it didn't feel powerful enough. So, hopefully, they do fix that. The gravity hammer will. Yeah, it takes longer to slam, I feel like, than previous titles, but it is well balanced in my opinion. I do feel that the damage output is higher as well. Like you can be further away instead of point blank range on somebody. I, I've seen clips where uh, you can be just a little bit further away and get the full damage and kill an enemy, but you're right. And the time it takes to swing it has fucked me over multiple times because I I specifically remember and I even shouted about it is that there were two enemies running and I saw them on the radar. There were two enemies running down a hallway, and I'm like, oh, I'm all fuck fuck these guys day up. Like that's what I thought. <laughs> and I turn around the corner and then I start to swing it when really I should have started to swing it like as I was about to round the corner. Yeah, and I got fucked immediately. So do you do need to take that into consideration that the, it's a significantly longer time than you think it is to wind it up and hit it. 
Because like when you're playing what? I mean, Halo 5, Halo 4, hell even Halo 3, the grab ham swings pretty pretty quickly. But like this, you're like winding up and then shoving it down. So, yeah. The heat wave. Multiple firing modes. <coughs> Interesting weapon. I didn't have a moment where using the flat firing mode was useful for me. I always had it vertical. Really? I used, I used it like a shotgun. I got up, up close and personal and two shots to kill. Wow. With it vertical. If you hit all the shots. So doing a bank shot with the flat vertical, like you have to have them weak already. Um, I think it'll have its purpose again, more area of denial with the multiple shots coming out. And they ricochet. And they ricochet. So it'll be interesting to see how that gets used as the game progresses, in my opinion. I'm I'm kind of up in the air about it right now. I'm I'm with you. This is a weapon that I thought had de- like a decreased damage output. Like the Ravager. Because I would typically shoot in the horizontal mode. And like I felt that it wasn't doing like anything it, it really now I don't know if it's like a damage uh drop off over distance type scenario like the further you shoot the less damage it does but yeah I don't know I I don't yeah. know so so if you think about it if there's there's, <coughs> there's five different projectiles that go out of that yes so to to shoot it vertically and have 10 be the amount it takes to kill if you're shooting horizontal and none of those are hitting the head. If only two of those, those projectiles are hitting a player at a time, it could take up to, you know, five, six shots, the whole magazine that it has to kill someone. And right. I just don't, that amount of, that amount of, you know, uh, I'm spacing on the word, the time to kill on, on that weapon, someone could easily take you out with an, with an AR, or even the, the, the sidekick. Absolutely. Um, I just need to use that weapon more often in the weapon drills to get more acclimated to it is what it seems like to me. Um, sure. but yeah, from what I've seen with the, with the vertical alignment of that weapon, that thing can shred in the right circumstance. So, yes. um, all right. Last one that was in the flight, the skewer. Um, I liked it. It was fun. It was fun shooting shooting bots with it. I don't think I ever got the chance with 4v4. Um, but took out some bots. Again, hard to use like the sniper. And I know this is going to be a vehicle weapon. Mm-hmm. You know, it does damage, good damage against vehicles. But it was still fun to use in my opinion. Shout out to uh, Kelly uh, K. Mattify for um, shooting um, bots and dummies in the dick with the skewer. <laughs> to make them have big dicks. So that is, that is what happened. Great. Yes. Yes. Clips on Twitter. So shout out to you, Kelly. Oh. Uh, hero says I'm getting no scopes with that gun. And I, I had a few as well. I feel now granted the scope is a little bit bigger. Like the reticle is a little bit bigger than the sniper. So it is going to be easier to use. Um, but again, you have, it's a one shot having the, and then having to reload. Like, so you have to be dedicated to that shot if you're going to take it. Yep. Yeah, I think that weapon's rad. It makes a really cool sound when you shoot it, too. It does. That it does. 
All right. Um, we talked about the weapons, we talked about the maps, we talked about bots and all that shit. Let's talk about the mechanics. How'd you feel about the shooting overall in the game, Will? Great. <coughs> I would say great. It felt balanced. And this, now granted, okay. So the game is supposed to, supposedly, the game's supposed to come out this holiday, right? The build that we got to play was two months before where they were, like at, at like now time, right? Yeah. So it's a two month old build and it really did feel, I mean, besides, besides the ravager feeling underpowered and the inconsistencies of the plasma pistol, like the shooting otherwise felt phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Like I felt everything was on point. I heard complaints about folks having what felt like heavy aim. And I, I didn't feel anything of the sort. Um, I heard there were issues with sensitivity in terms of like, I think snake bite had his set at 10 and 10 and it didn't feel any different than having it at default. So I don't know if maybe that was just an issue with the flight or I don't know because I didn't test that, but I'm just seeing the observation, but I thought the shooting was phenomenal. I think it felt incredible to play. Um, sprinting will based off of what we've seen in the comparisons on Twitter and YouTube and all that. It is a very, very minimal, um, increase of speed from walking to sprinting. Now the, the, some of the clips I did see on Twitter though, didn't have a long sprint dis- distance. I'm wondering if you, the longer you sprint, the like if, if it's just a longer ramp up time. And so, there were times where I feel like I was, I was zooming. I felt maybe not, maybe not as much. I saw another clip where, um, a guy was just following a teammate who was sprinting the entire time. Yeah. And this was around the map. And he was, he was up with him like just that, that short distance between them, but he was with that the entire time. Okay. So I think you just have that initial ramp up and that's it. Got it. And even that, like, I don't even feel like there is a ramp up. It's just when you start sprinting, you're already at full speed is what it feels like. Yeah. And that makes sense. If there's no ramp up with, if you're already going as fast as you can be. Right. Um, yeah, I felt like I felt good about it. Do you think this shuts everybody up about sprint versus no sprint? No, it never will, but I was going to say, I, I answered that question myself because I already saw people complaining like, well, then why even fucking have it? If it's not even that big of a difference, why even fucking have it? And the reason why is because of sliding. Yes. The only um, way to initiate slide is to sprint. Yep. And it also <laughs> has, um, so with sliding also comes ramp boosting. I saw some, uh, saw boo-boo-doo-boo jumping off a snipe tower onto the stairs and getting a little ramp boost as he slid down them and trying to do trick shots, sniping people as he was sliding. So yep, that's going to be interesting to see. Hopefully not too crazy in the pro scene, but it is what it is. This is the new sprint thrust slide right here. Yeah. Um, no, Shyway has a lot of videos on his YouTube channel detailing this. Snakebite, I believe, has a video on his YouTube channel uh, uh, detailing how to basically super slide is what it feels like. And, uh, Shyway has a recent video on his channel where 
you can initiate a slide off of any, and I mean any, uh, like small ledge surface. Oh, sure. And in order to do it, you don't have to do much at all. So the potential with Halo 5, one of my biggest complaints, which was one of its biggest, like, benefits is that it allowed you to like, there was a giant skill ceiling where with all the mechanics at play, there were so many different ways that you can maneuver around a map and whatnot. And to me in my boomerness, it got like, it, it hindered my skill. So again, like it was a benefit to the game as a whole, because it allowed for a giant, a, a bigger skill ceiling. It just detracted from me. But the thing I like about this is that everybody has like, these are just, very basic mechanics they're introduced and it's just learning how to hone your skills on these very basic mechanics. And I can already see this type of sliding being exploited to the highest extreme. If, uh, if this remains in the game after the flight because we don't know, but this was observed during the flight. It was in the flight. Don't know if this was intentional or not. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, Beth says the sense of relief I felt when I discovered that you could slide and that sprint was unlimited. Yes. Sprint is unlimited. And you know what, before we even talk about that, let's uh, talk about a potential issue, potential issue. Will, I said that halo four is the best halo game ever made. (laughs) And uh, yes, that is a joke. Okay. I don't think that game's competitive at all, but uh, a feature has been transferred over from Halo 4 into Halo Infinite, Will. And that is that when you sprint, your shields will still recharge. Yes. Yes. Considering sprint isn't that much of a boost anyway, what's the big deal? I agree. I agree. I don't think it's that big of a deal at all. Uh, Considering how much faster you are versus walking, which is not a lot. Um, who gives a fuck and who knows? It could be turned off or competitive. You have no idea. Never know. Exactly. Uh, Martin says, boo, boo to what Martin me saying that Halo four is the best game. Yeah. I want to know. Is it Halo four being the best game or sprinting and shields recharging? That's what I want to know. It's not that big of a deal. All right. Do you think smart link? Or ADS is that big of a deal anymore? Um, I feel like SmartLink on the AR gave me more accuracy <coughs> than not. Agreed. Having it. I think the same thing for the sidekick too. Yeah. Um, there's no real negative reason to not ADS. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about smart link. We'll see. We'll see how how things evolve with it. I don't think it's needed as much as it was in halo five. Yeah. Um, so again, I think this is more of an instance of melding the two types of play styles together with the classic and the modern where it's not too dramatic in one way versus too dramatic in another way. It's like that finding that middle ground is what it feels like to me. Um, Martin says insert. Why not both gif? Well, all right. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm actually, 
surprised that I haven't seen a lot of outrage over that. Beth says in terms of the shield you're charging while sprinting. Again, I think it's because it's just not that with sprint being not that much of a speed increase, it just doesn't matter as much. Um, all right. Clamber. Seems to work. I have, I had auto clamber on same. Yeah, it works fine. I feel there's times where it didn't, but I I probably wasn't at the right height or level for it. That's the thing that I was going to say too. Uh, it felt again, just a little bit inconsistent. I don't think as much as halo five, but at the same time, halo five, there were forge maps in, in playlists that just didn't tend to work sometimes. So, um, Again, hoping that gets ironed out because nothing breaks a momentum fast faster than missing a clamber that you thought you had or whatever. Uh, of <coughs> a feature that has never been in a Halo title ever, introduced for the first time in Infinite, dropping your weapon. So you don't you don't have to pick up a replacement to then drop that previous weapon. You can literally yeah. click a button on your controller or keyboard and drop your weapon. There was never a time that I felt like I needed that. I accidentally did it a few times. I (laughs) did the exact same thing. So it'll be interesting to see if that sticks through competitive, like, oh, you know, Frosty got away with the the sniper, but he wants to trade Royal 2 for rockets. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, it'll be interesting to see if any of those situations happen. Awesome. Did you do any of the scanning? Um, I did on day three. I didn't even realize it was there. I did the exact same thing. I think Maddie told me and I'm like, oh shit. I had no idea you could press a button and it scans the map for weapon racks and whatnot. Yep. That's got to be off in competitive in my opinion. But um, yeah, I mean, for learning maps, it's great. I agree. Where things are necessarily. No, I don't think it's, I I, I don't need it. It doesn't have to be in the game. It could just, you know, just learn your map, right? Learn where things are. Absolutely. Um, pinging. For the first time ever in a Halo game, there's a pinging I, system. Yeah, I know you're excited about this. I love it. Um, I love it. It might help those over here call outs. It, um. it did. When we when, when 4v4 dropped, that's all I asked that people would do is just, just ping where they are. Because, like I said, you don't have your tag over your head, so I don't know who the fuck you are. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it, yeah. go ahead. No, pinging, it's it's fun. I don't, again, I think it should be off and competitive. I really do. I can um, understand you that. Working, you should be working together. You should know the callouts, know where, where people are. Um, yeah. I notice I'm slouching down in my chair as the episode's going on, and I'm, like, slowly disappearing behind the table. It's okay. We're um, running late. It's all good. <laughs> So, yeah, I enjoyed it for casual. I liked it a lot. Um, This is something that I wish had been there in Halo for a long time. Um, And it's it's really nice. And, like, from from this flight perspective, yes, we didn't have tags above our heads, so it was nice to get that that feedback of, oh, this is the general area, or if it's red, then no, this enemy's, like, right over here. Mm -hmm. Um, I really liked that. And then... The other thing is that like transitioning that into the, the full gameplay of where you, you will have people who don't want to use mics. 
I don't want to use mics because I don't like, I don't want to talk to random people. I'm okay. I already do that generally. Don't need to do that in an online match because you don't know how they're going to act. So just being able to have another type of system in place where you always have that open line of communication without having to speak. Like, and I think that's incredibly valuable just to your entire team. And yes, I wish teammates would use it, but just the fact that I'm able to is just, I, I love it. I agree with the competitive sentiment that maybe it shouldn't be there, but I just love how this is finally a thing. Um, all right. Overshield and active camo will. I don't like them. I don't know why. I don't like it. You don't like them. Overshield. It was tough to tell how like full, like, I guess you wouldn't know. I guess you'd see the green glow in Halo five. Couldn't really tell an infinite, like their, their shields would be like, they'd be glowing the same color as you have your enemies. But like, I couldn't tell the difference if that was like, a, is that a shield pop or is that over shield? Now like that, that was, you did have outlines as yellow for enemies. I did. The over shield is yellow. So that may have been a problem for me. But again, like we talked about the visual representation in halo five is that when somebody has an overshield, they have a green, they have a green glow around them. Right. And the more you shoot them, the less green it becomes until they're their normal Spartan color. So you have that visual representation. This is another thing we were talking about. Yep. So that was the one thing I didn't like about overshield. I mean, otherwise it's, it's overshield, but it is what it is. Sure. Um, Active camo, I feel like it's shorter than Halo 5. So is OS. I didn't time it uh, myself, but I, with the size of the maps, I understand the banking now because like, I would pop it right away, worrying, worried I'd lose it and then not be able to get anywhere with it. Right. So that's a kind of a way to com- com- combat that, you know, I mean, we saw it where you were able to bank two power-ups, right? I was. So we were, we speculated upon this before the flight became live, right? We wondered how how is this banking mechanism going to work uh, when the timer's up for the next one to spawn? What happens? Can you mm-hmm. bank more than one? Can a teammate bank it? If, if somebody banks it, do you lose yours if you didn't use it? These were all the things we were wondering, right? So the answer to the question, at least in the flight, all subject change is that because this was a bot match, I was able to easily do this. If you're in a four V four match, the chances of you being able to do this is slim to none. Okay. But in a bot match, let's put that asterisk there. I did wait the two minutes for the next overshield to spawn. And what I found was, I had mine banked from the beginning of the game. I waited for the two minutes. The next one spawned. A teammate grabbed it. I did not lose mine that was banked. So yes, you can have more than one overshield and camo banked at a time. Plain and simple, at least in the flight. And again, in a PVP match, no, like good luck. I don't, yeah, I don't think you're making it that two minutes, right? Anything's possible but good luck. And then like Jersey said, power-ups are 20 seconds. So yeah. 
When you pop over shield, you have what feels like a split second of invulnerability. Like not like the, the halo three, when you pop it, you have like a couple seconds of what it feels like, or halo five feels like you have a second or two. This is like a split second. You have invulnerability. And then like, if you don't get shot at right away, that thing just starts ticking down and you, it really goes fast. Um, and then when you're shot at, it doesn't last that long at all, obviously. Yeah. So, so they're less important. Right. I mean, in my, in my opinion. Right. So remember when we did all this speculation, I was really worried. Like that, that was what I was genuinely upset about is why the fuck are you letting us being able to bank this shit? Like that could be to me, that felt like a huge detractor from the outside looking in, not being able to play it right away. Right. Mm -hmm. After playing the flight, if that's the way it is, I feel more at ease considering how much less they last. I will say one thing though. The one thing that I expected to happen to me did happen where I was shooting at somebody. They went around the corner. They had OS popped it as I came around the corner and I died. I knew it was going to happen at some point in time. It doesn't feel good when it happens, but again, all things taken into consideration when I sit back and look at it all, considering how long they last and how not as powerful they used to be. Again, my mind is more at ease with this taking place. So yes, knowing that the overshield is 20 seconds is like that person used it to get the kill on you. And it's most likely not going to be able to have that big of an advantage against someone else. Correct. Correct. Um, Is what it feels like. Yep. And then I guess I'm curious, were you able to see the trail of him having that banked or was it not as clear when he pushed back against around the wall for that person? It wasn't as clear, but for, I remember seeing it on a bot or two. Um, and when, when the teammate, when I had mine banked, when the teammate picked it up, Mm -hmm. I did see it on them. So it is there for the person that I fought that he used it against me. I just was probably in the heat of the moment and I didn't notice it. Yeah. Um, now again, maybe that's something that could be said. Maybe it needs to be brighter. I don't know. It was a one-off circumstance right in the heat of the moment. I don't know, mm-hmm. but that is just an observation. Yes, you can. If I was paying attention, I could see it. Okay. So, um, all right, let's talk about the equipment real quick and then we'll, we'll give our overall thoughts and we'll wrap up. Um, the drop shield, the threat sensor, and the grapple shot. We'll just loop them all for the equipment here. What what do you think? What do you do you have thoughts on them? Uh <coughs> drop shield takes too long to deploy and is too weak. Agreed 100%. Um that's most likely why we saw in the demo or whatever they were showing beforehand that the player used it to peek corners because they probably knew it could it could get taken down really quick and that it's not something you should just flat out stand behind. It sounds uh, like a very brief, and I mean very brief because based off of what we've learned, it sounds like a very brief area of denial 
because while it, it is really easy to destroy, if you're standing behind it, right, you can shoot through it. Yeah. So like that, it's something that I never even utilized, but it is something I remembered is that you can shoot through it. What I do want people to understand is like Will said, it takes too long to drop one and it's so easy to destroy. It takes literally, at least in the flight, again, all subjects change. It takes one sidekick shot to the base of it to destroy it. Yeah, if you shoot the actual, like, the prongs at the bottom, yep, it takes it out immediately. One bullet. And, I mean, you could, you could say that that takes someone's reticle off of head level and down to the floor. Mm-hmm. But, um... So you have to be strategic about when you want to place them. Like there, there was a time where I knew there was three bots top mid on live fire and I threw it down before I peaked. Now they got nades over the top of it and totally wrecked me, but I was <laughs> able to take a couple shields down before that happened. So with, with the protection of the, the shield. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so do you, do you feel as though anything needs to be changed in terms of the drop shield or are you okay with its, with its use case scenario? I'm actually okay with it because it's not as impactful as we thought it was going to be. It's not, it's not a bubble shield that lasts forever, forever. And there's no counter to someone just standing in it other than rushing them, you know, 100%. That's, that's the exact way I look at it too, is that for, for those who are unaware, I'll just give a brief example here the bubble shield in halo 3 was a stationary equipment that you'd use you cannot shoot through it you cannot shoot outside of it like it's just it is a bubble and if you're in it you're in it if you're out of it you're out of it and that's it right Mm -hmm. with the drop shield it is a kind of like a half sphere right and each little segment can be shot out very quickly or the entire thing can be taken out with one shot to the bottom, but you can shoot through it. Like if you're standing on the inside of it, right? So it has that added utility to it instead of just being like, I'm in the bubble and I'm just chilling. So having that counter to where it's just easy to destroy the person deploying it can use it in an advantageous position, but they're not at too much of an advantageous position to not get outplayed. And that I'm all for that. Did you uh, Beth, go ahead? Beth did bring up um, an issue I ran into <laughs> as well. You could make a bubble shield out of two of them, and the bots didn't know you were there. Like I don't know if it was just a like <laughs> you could like you're in the middle. They don't know anything is there because there's no like vision around it. Sure, but it was it was funny. It was funny. That's uh, gotta love the bots, man. Gotta yep. love the bots. Did you use the threat sensor at all on Bazaar? I did. Um. I got confused by it a lot. I'm not going to lie because I wasn't used to seeing full enemy outlines. I, I was like, oh, oh, full outlines, my teammates. No, not my teammates. <laughs> Pay more attention, Will, because um, I just wasn't expecting it. I fell into the same hole a couple times, too, where I thought it was a it was a teammate that sent out the threat sensor when it wasn't. And the red the red like pulse is actually trying to scan me. Um, yeah. And then the, the cool thing though, <laughs> is that like the drop shield, you can shoot, you can destroy it. Yeah. It just takes like one or two well-timed shots, but you can destroy it. So 
again, just another, like, it's not too advantageous. So I really like that. Perfect. Yeah. All right. The big one, the grapple shot. I had fun with it. <laughs> um, I did the gravity hammer grapple shot thing and it was fucking amazing. <laughs> That's but awesome. I still don't like any of this equipment in competitive. I just none of it. None of it. Okay. See, I understand the grapple shots going to be in it. That's what I'm thinking. It's one of those things that they designed some map movement around it, just like they did with clamber and, uh, in halo five. Yep. I just, uh, it, it might be a point of contention when competitive comes out. It's three uses. I hope that for competitive, it's like a one or two use. Three seems to be a bit much. Sure. You can zip around the map too much. I feel like it should be a strategic one or two use to get somewhere or get something. Oh, let's also, let's also say that to um, the drop shields, you can hold a maximum of three at a time as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So like if, if you have, if you grab the two stack at the beginning of the match and you go pick up extra, you'll have three, you won't have four. Um, and yes, grapple shot is three as well. I don't know how many threat sensors you can carry because I didn't, I didn't test that one, but. Uh, me either but the drop shield you can't just spam drop them either there was a time delay from when you drop the first one to the second one same with the grapple shot you cannot grapple shot twice immediately one after the other there's a brief there's a brief cooldown on the grapple shot as well Mm -hmm. um my one now maybe i just wasn't using it correctly um but my one criticism of the grapple shot is that i felt I didn't necessarily understand again. This is a visual thing. I didn't understand visually what I could and could not use it on. Yeah. So I don't know if maybe there can be like a very slight visual indicator in your, like on your reticle. Yeah. Turn the reticle something. Yeah. Like maybe just have like a dot on it to signify that. Yes, you can use it on the surface, but there were instances where like, I would think I could use it on like thing a and then i try to shoot it and it just retracts back immediately and i like i'm trying to maneuver to like i i'm able i feel like i'm going to be able to grapple shot i start maneuvering thinking i'm going to be able to grapple shot and i just look like a fucking idiot when i just land (laughs) on the ground again right yeah no i hear you so maybe something like that but again i could maybe i just wasn't using it correctly um but that's that's a criticism that i'd have is like maybe just put like a very slight, not to detract from everything, but just maybe a slight visual indicator to signify that, yes, you can use it on this surface. Um, but when you do use it, it's fucking rad. <laughs> like grapple hooks just make shit cooler. And sure, it really, it's, it's really fun. It is really, really fun. And I have, <coughs> excuse me, I was, I saw some like crazy ass on a recharge. Wait, no. Uh, yeah. And recharge just whipping around the map into like cubbies and whatnot. And I thought that was really cool. You see the whole, like I saw Vito post a clip on Twitter where he, he was on bazaar and he used it like near his spawn. He had rockets and he like on the main archway on both sides of the map, you know, he, he grapple shot it up the archway to look over the map and then shoot a rocket into their spawn. That's broken as fuck, but there's that. Um, Oh, a couple things quickly. Uh, in terms of spawning. Um, so <coughs> I felt as though 
and maybe it's just the bot thing, but I felt as though spawns weren't really consistent, I guess you could say. But the thing I do like is that at least from what it seems like, there is a, um, like a vulnerable, uh, an inv- invulnerability that you have when you spawn right away, like a, a mm. second or two of you not being able to be shot at when you spawn in for the first time. And I think yeah. obviously that's to prevent spawn camping. So yeah, if, if that's in, if that's going to be in the full game and that is not just in bot matches, I'm all for that. I think that's fantastic. Sure. Um, all right, Will. we've talked about literally everything in the flight. Um, yep. Any last thoughts that you have overall likes dislikes? What do you got? What, what, what'd you think? We played, we played uh, halo infinite for the <laughs> very fucking first time. Yeah. Yeah. Despite the negatives that I talked about here, I did enjoy it very much. I had a great time. Um, I'm hoping some of the hitching and visual things that happened during the flight will get worked out and I'm sure they will in due time. I just can't wait for the next one. Oh, I'm ready. Give, give me more. Uh, we have to have the taste. Now we, we need more. I couldn't agree more. I truly like when it went, when it went down yesterday, um, all I could think about was like, I, I just wish it was available the entire time. Yep. Just, just let me play that build. Like I don't, I'm fine. Turn the, Turn what you need to off and just let me let me play that old build. I don't care. <laughs> just let me fucking play against bots. I don't give a shit. I just want to get used to the weapons. It's it's oh my god. It just feels if we said it before and I'll say it again, it feels like that. Will you you mentioned a long time ago, like when we first when Infinite was first revealed, right? Mm-hmm. You mentioned that you just want three, four, three to make the game that they want to make. And to me, this truly feels like that this, this to me feels like they stripped back the, the things that weren't necessarily in my mind needed in halo five. And they brought forward some sensibilities that they learned from halo four and they, they delved back into the bungee vault and they thought about what worked and what didn't work. And it feels like they're just bringing it all together in a game that at least in this flight that was older than what they're currently working on felt really fucking good and genuinely felt like to me, it felt like halo. And that's a big thing is that one of the complaints that you hear when they, when halo four came out or, I mean, even to an extent, halo reach is that, Oh, this doesn't feel like halo anymore. You're adding all these armor abilities. You're adding sprint, blah, blah, blah. This doesn't feel like halo anymore. And then they learned from halo four And again, I'm not saying Halo 4 is a bad video game. It's not. Halo 4 is actually quite better than what people realize. From a competitive standpoint, the game was not it. But everything else, the game was fine. Mm. But they learned from their mistakes from Halo 4, and then Halo 5 brought something that had probably too much of a competitive mindset 
that kind of detracted from the entire experience. But that's a different conversation for a different day. What, what Halo Infinite feels to me like they have bots, right? So you don't have to try to experience a sweaty environment every time you log into the game. You can yeah. use the bots to get better, to learn the maps, to learn the weapons. They have the weapon drills. They have the academy. They're making it so much more accessible. And yeah, the multiplayer is going to be free to play. Like they're making it so much more accessible to everybody else out there. Old fans, new fans, people who've never played Halo before in their life. They're making it accessible to everyone. And while we've always talked about, Will, you're never going to please everyone. At least it feels like they're doing everything in their, in everything in their hearts and minds to make this something that the majority of people can love. And from the brief stint that we played, I fucking love it. There, there's, this is sounds stupid. There's uh times where, <coughs> so like a new game gets announced, right? And I, I know I'm biased because of it's halo, but like a new game gets announced in a different franchise and it's a multiplayer game and you get invited to a closed beta or an alpha or a technical test of some kind. Right. Yeah. And you play it and you're like, okay. I see what they're doing here. Yeah, I'll play a few matches. I'm good. That's it. Uninstall, right? Now, I know this is Halo, so I'm going to sound biased here, but just bear with me. I didn't want to stop playing this. I consist. I wasn't making any real-world progress. Like, none of this is going to transfer over into the actual game. I wanted to keep jumping in, even if it was just against bots. I wanted to keep playing the game. And to be completely honest, I didn't have that with Halo 5. I didn't have that with Halo 4. And I didn't have that with Halo Reach. And I love Halo. But for those three titles, I didn't have that same feeling of, I got to get one more match in. And at least for this technical test, I had that feeling that I haven't had in so long of, oh, I just need to get one more game in. So I'm very, very excited for what the future is going to hold for this game. We, we read the article earlier about what the HCS is going to be, and I can't wait to see what they do. Esports engine already seems like it's, it, everything seems like it's poised for success. And I'm just fucking excited. I may feel like shit right now, but I'm fucking stoked for what this game is going to hopefully be when it hopefully releases this holiday. All right. Um, I have a tinfoil hat speculation here. Oh, I love tinfoil hat speculations. What do you got? Will? So I've noticed recently when they were doing before the, the tech preview launched, mm -hmm. um, when they were talking about the Academy, yes, they were three, four, three members would say Sergeant Johnson and they always corrected them. Sergeant Avery Johnson. 
And that got me thinking, like, why why that correction now? Did Johnson have a kid? Did Johnson have a kid somewhere and they're back in Infinite or going to show up? Or, uh, a, you know, a spouse, something? It's eight years. It take place, takes place eight years after his death. So if he had a small child then, maybe uh, maybe 18 in the military now, you know, type of thing. I don't know. But I, I just... It got me thinking, and I, th- I think it's something that might be, it might be something, because everyone knows just Sergeant Johnson as so- Sergeant Johnson. Why say Sergeant Avery Johnson so clearly now, with with the correction to other 343 staff members? I'm curious. It just got in my mind. Oh, man. <clears throat> yeah? That's, that, that's good. I like that. So I haven't heard anyone else talk about it. I was trying I, I, to look it up. Because you know, like, like the amount of extended lore in the franchise. Yeah. And and Sergeant Johnson has his own book too. And Justin even says Johnson did smash confirmed in the books. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. So does Johnson. Did Johnson. Use his Johnson to make additional Johnsons. That's the question. Um, someone said. <coughs> he did have relations with someone from Oni. Yeah. Apparently. So there's no reason he couldn't have had children. Yeah. Holy shit. Will. I think you're onto something. Justin, he knows what the lady's like. <laughs> that is a that is a quote from Sergeant Avery Johnson. That is true. That's I didn't even fucking think of that. That's that's good. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really I I'm hoping that that comes to fruition, and I could have been like I knew it. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. yeah. All right, Will. Anyway, yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about with the flight before we move on? Nah, let's keep going. All right. Sounds good. Um, with that, it's time for God of the Games Watch. Yeah. CDL Major Five results. This is by the Call of Duty League. Woo! Will, hit it again. Woo! Thank you. All right. Let's get to it. That should have, actually, that should have been a she. Oh, my God, dude. Crazy. So, we start in winner's bracket. We is in the Minnesota Rocker because that's what we're going to focus on here because something happened. Uh, something major happened. Something we didn't expect to have happen happened. So, the Minnesota Rocker play against the Atlanta Phase. In winner's bracket round one. I had us at a fat L here. A fat 3-0-L. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out it was a fat 3-1, but we won. Yep. We I sent, was in disbelief at I that couldn't, point. I couldn't believe Holy. it either. So we sent Atlanta Phase into the loser's bracket to play against... I mean, it doesn't even matter at that point. So... 
In the other side of the winner's bracket, the Toronto Ultra played, played against the LA Thieves. And it was the Toronto Ultra winning in a 3-2 fashion. So not incredibly dominant, but still taking out the win. What's up, Brian? Welcome back. Good to see you. Hope you're having a great night. Then moving on to the winner's bracket, you had the two teams that got a first round by Optic Chicago and Dallas Empire. So Optic Chicago played against the Toronto Ultra. Toronto Ultra beat them as well, 3-2, to two, moving on into the winner's final. The Dallas Empire played against us. Will, we beat the Atlanta phase. What did you think this outcome was going to be? I still didn't have faith at this point. I was okay. So I, I was doing this elf. thing all weekend where I'm like, nah, we suck. We ain't going anywhere. Reverse I'm, psychology. We're, I, we're, we're losing yep. with, with, with slight hope that, that, it, that wouldn't be true. Right. But I never had that. Like, I was like, it's Minnesota. What, what are we going to do? We're just, we, we're going to get my hopes up and we're going to crush them. <laughs> That's what happens in Minnesota sports. For those who don't know about Minnesota sports, we have opportunities where we get to what feels like we're right near the pinnacle, we're right near the top of the mountain, and then Minnesota sports happens, and, and we yep. fall the fuck right off the cliff <laughs> in spectacular fashion. But uh, we won 3-1 against the Empire, which I did not expect to happen. Two of the best teams in the league by far, and we beat them handily. Yep. So we are in the winner's final against the Toronto Ultra, but let's go to the loser's bracket. Let's run through that real quick. So the New York subliners faced off against the gorillas. The gorillas are ass, so they lost. They are out of the tournament. 3-2. Yes. The Seattle Surge went up against the Paris Legion. I forgot my prediction here. Was Paris? Was it Paris? Uh, mine was Paris. Cause I'm like the search haven't done anything all year. Just so sorry, Surge. I think I went against you and I said, Seattle Necess- It doesn't necessarily matter, but it will for a little bit later on in the tournament. So the Seattle Surge beat Paris three, one. Now this is going to sound terrible, but they're, they're two not good teams. So it's like whoever wins, whatever, they're not going to make it far. Right. That's that was yeah. the consensus. So the New York subliners face off against the Florida Muneers. And uh, unfortunately for Neptune, who is our halo boy, uh, the New York subliners win it three to two. So the subs move on. And then the Seattle surge playoff against the London Royal Ravens. Again, two, like we said, not great teams. We didn't expect much to happen, but the Seattle surge actually handily win this in a three Oh, so then the LA thieves face off against the New York subliners and the thieves actually end up winning this three, one. Here we go. This is arguably, I mean, besides the, what we're going to talk about later, this is arguably the best series in the tournament. The Atlanta phase go up against the Seattle surge. Now, when I say one of the best series of the tournament, you may be thinking to yourself, how the fuck is that possible? Phase had to wipe the floor with them. They're pissed. They're in losers. They have to whip them, right? No. The Seattle Surge actually end up getting the win on this three to two. 
against the Atlanta Fays. Atlanta Fays don't win a single series of their two that they played and get eliminated from the tournament. <coughs> it was crazy. Uh, totally unexpected. No one saw that coming. Yeah. But if there's one thing we've learned, Will, especially with what we're going to talk about, Lan is a different fucking beast. Yes, sir. So the Dallas Empire face off against the LA Thieves. The LA Thieves have their tournament stopped here. Uh, the Empire win 3-1. And then Optic Chicago face off against the Seattle Surge. Unfortunately for the Seattle Surge, their Cinderella run ends here as well with Optic Chicago. They went the distance, but Optic came out ahead 3-2. In a series that pitted off previous teammates against previous teammates, you had the Dallas Empire go up against Optic Chicago. And Optic just basically had their way with them, and it was a 3-1. So congratulations to Optic. This is, I think, the furthest that they've made it in, in an event so far, I think. Unless they've been in a final before, but I'm not entirely certain. <coughs> Either way. The winner's final. Holy moly. The Battle of the North. The Toronto Ultra, who have handily beat us in the past, against us, the Minnesota Rocker. Will, if I were to tell you, without seeing this, mm-hmm. if I were to tell you that the Minnesota Rocker beat to the, the Toronto Ultra in a 3-0 sweep, would you believe me? If you tell me it was going to happen before all this started, I wouldn't have. Um, Toronto's been so hot lately. Yes. And we've just been so inconsistent that I would have not believed. I would have said, no, no, no way. Well, we did. Yeah. Yeah. We beat. Let's recap here. We beat the Atlanta phase 3-1. We beat the Dallas Empire 3-1. We beat the Toronto Ultra 3-1 zero in our three matches in the winner's bracket. Yep. So we have a guaranteed spot in the grand final. So in the elimination final, we had the Toronto ultra going up against optic Chicago where I was hoping, I think in my prediction, I wanted optic in the final because I thought it was going to be an Atlanta optic final. Yeah. Um, Clearly Atlanta ain't making it, but I really, I was really hoping for optic to make it to the final because it, it would have been like a return to form for them. Right. Sure. Um, unfortunately that's not the way things happen. So Beth, I'm sorry. Um, well, optic had a really good run through losers. They did end up losing in the elimination final three to one by the ultra. So ultra not happy with that three Oh result from before, took things back and we're in the grand final, the battle of the North part two in a best of nine. So for those who don't know, this is a hot contention point as well. (coughs) For those in the halo land, you may recognize that um, in a double elimination bracket in the grand finals, the person, the team coming from losers will have to beat the team coming from winners in two series in order to solidify the win. So you'd play your first series. If you, if they won that series, it would quote reset the bracket 
end quote, and you'd play another best of five or best of seven, whatever it is, series, and you'd have your ultimate winner there. In the Call of Duty League, at least for right now, it is a best of nine series, and that's it. So the first team to yeah. win five, that's it. Which is, it's it's the concerning part because in the position we were in as the rocker, if we, if you go out, you've only lost once. The, the, you already beat the ultra once, so now your record in the tournament is essentially you each have one loss, but another team comes out on top. Right, exactly. Uh, real quick, Beth says, if you told me that surge sending phase home wouldn't even be the most insane thing to happen that weekend, there's no way I would have believed you. Well, lucky for us. Well, re- unlucky for us at the beginning of this series. Yeah. Um, so let's, before we even talk about <coughs> the series in and of itself, we have to talk about what happened with the Toronto ultra and Optus Chicago in the elimination final, because the last map that they played on was it control raid? Was that what it was? It doesn't necessarily oh, control. It was hard point then, wasn't hard it? Hard point. Yep, hard point. Hard point raid? Think so? <laughs> Either way. It's a blur now. The map that they ended on, the map that Toronto won that series on was the same map that rocker's been the best at in this stage. So the rocker picked that to be the first map played in that best of nine after Toronto came off a dominant win on the same map, the series right before. And you've had the rocker who've just been chilling because they didn't play all day Sunday until this match. Okay. Yep. You had the round five uh, out of losers and then the losers final already yes. take place. Yes. The reason why I, that is such an important statement to make is because we got bodied in the first game. What did, what was the score? Like 250 to 20 something? 34. 34, 250 to 34, maybe 32, but something like that. Yeah. We got bodied and the commentators and everyone was talking about why the fuck would you pick that map when they literally just destroyed optic on the same map right before this series? Yeah. Now the, the justification is that, well, this was the map that we're the best on throughout the entire series. So there you go. Right. So then games, so typically we're pretty good at the search, right, Will? Yep. Not game two. So game two, we get slaughtered as well. Game three, we get slaughtered as well. Game four, it's a little bit more respectable, but we lost. So we're in a best of nine series and we're down 4-0. Toronto need one more map win to win the tournament. What's up, Tools? Welcome. You're handsome as well. Thank you, sir. Will, what happened? I'm sorry. Uh, with you cutting the tools, I lost train of thought. Oh, it's okay. I'm just saying. We're down 4-0. Oh, yeah, yeah. They need well, one more no, map to win the tournament. What happened? Things kind of things flipped. Flipped the script a little bit. 
And uh, honestly, Rocker just dominated throughout. Reverse sweeped fucking Toronto in five straight games. And we looked dominant through the rest of them. I don't remember the the series layout, Josh, if you want to go through <sighs> things. But man, um, I just didn't believe it. I, tu- I tuned out after map after map four thinking it was done yep we all did like man i can't take this heartbreak again watching this go down tuned out to play halo you know but man and then during the during that search it was we were up like 4-0 and i told you i'm like well we're up 4 on the search we might win this game and then we won that game yeah, we were like, I think we were like, oh, we'll get one. Yeah, yeah, and then it's like, okay, we won one, guys. This is, whatever, who cares? But no, in the first time in CDL history, a team has reverse swept another team in a best of nine grand final situation, and we were the team to do it. Yeah. So, Minnesota Man. sports did not strike again. <laughs> <coughs> um, So, just... Breaking down the prizes real quick. Do you think, real oh, quick, before go for we it. move on to prizes. Go for it. Do you think this, because Standy and Insight are the top leaders for MVP. Yeah, or Rookie of the Year. Oh, rookie of the Year, yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah. Um, do you think that this reverse sweep and the way Standy played solidifies him in that, or do you think Insight's still a good contender based on consistency throughout the year? Um. I think based off consistency throughout the year, I guess you could throw it towards insight, but the only statistic in which case Standy was worse than insight was control in terms of ranking. He was in like the 30th or whatever, but everything else he was superior to insight. Yeah. And I think Standy has made more of an impact to our team than insight has to his team. Yes. Uh, tool says, feel like, uh, that standy is the shoe in for rookie of the year. Now he totally transformed the rocker. Yes, he absolutely did. Absolutely. And I think it takes a whole other set of balls and mental fortitude to come back from being down four Oh one map away from losing the tournament. When you've been so dominant, throughout the entire thing. Yeah. Like it's one thing to be a completely dominant team and sweep the entire thing. Right. It's another thing to be up four Oh and lose and be on that team. And that's what insight was. Insight was on a team that was up four Oh and then got reverse swept in the grand finals. So yes, I think Standy definitely gets the the favorite for rookie of the year over insight at this point in time. Yeah. Now playoffs. That's what I'm wondering. That's going to be a different story. We'll have to see what shakes out there. Exactly. So again, real quick, the standings for the tournament, Parison LA gorillas, 11th and 12th, 9th and 10th was the mutineers and the Royal Ravens. All four of those teams took home $0 and 7th and 8th. We had the Atlanta phase and New York subliners taking home 10 K a piece. In fifth and sixth, we have the Seattle Surge. Congratulations to them. And the LA Thieves taking home 20 grand apiece. In fourth was the Empire with 40 grand. 
third Optic Chicago. Nice little bit of a return to form there, hoping they're able to do more in the playoffs with $80,000. In second place, the Toronto Ultra with $120,000. And in first place, the Minnesota Rocker with $200,000. The last thing I want to talk... Go ahead, go ahead. I was just saying, saying, not too shabby. Not too shabby (laughs) at all. The last thing I want to talk about is championship weekend. We have the bracket. So... Mm -hmm. Without further ado, the teams that have been invited, because not all teams are, kind of another contention point here. This was the the real reason why this is a contention point is because of what Seattle were able to do. Yeah. Because Seattle were able to eliminate phase, the conversation is now this is why you should have every team invited, because LAN is a different beast. Yep, totally agree. Yes. So, unfortunately, not all teams are invited, but the teams that are include Optic Chicago, the New York Subliners, the Dallas Empire, the Minnesota Rocker, Florida Mutineers, LA Thieves, Atlanta Phase, and the Toronto Ultra. So, based off of points, here is how the bracket starts. Starting in the in the elimination bracket, you have the Florida Mutineers, and the LA Thieves, waiting for their respective losers from the winner's bracket. In the winner's bracket, the two teams that get first-round buys because of their points are the Atlanta Fays and the Toronto Ultra. They will be waiting for the winners from the first matches in the winner's bracket. And those first matches are Optic Chicago will be facing off against the New York Subliners, and the Dallas Empire will be facing off against the Minnesota Rocker. So mm-hmm. are we doing predictions right now? It's up to you. It is up to you. Yeah. yeah. Fuck it. Let's run it. All right. Real quick. Let's what do you got? Real quick. What do you got? Okay. First match is optic subliners. I got to give that to optic, especially since how they played against them last time. Do we know if Clay's coming back for this? I don't know. I, I don't have that information, but I, I, I think, I think optics optics going to take it. So you don't. Okay. So if Clay comes back, it doesn't matter. Not to me. Okay. Optic moves on. Um, Empire Rocker. I feel like we're the better team now. When, when Empire had all their their changes and everything going on, their shakeups. Nah, uh, Rocker takes the map. Maybe three three one or three two. I, I feel I I agree with you <laughs> from a standpoint of I feel like there's still a little bit of inner team turmoil going on at that, Dallas. Yeah, and like from the from the hook situation, right? where we don't have their side of the story yet who painted them a little bit in a bad light. I don't, I don't know. I feel like there's just a little something there where it might just be eating at them a little bit in the back of the head. Now I, they're, they have their world champions. Like, I mean, besides, um, I forget who their other player is, but three out of the four of them are world champions. So like they have the mental fortitude to stick it through. Don't get me wrong, but I just feel like there's something there that's going to nick at them where we'll have the edge. Sure. Um, so then we'll move phase subliners or no phase optic phase optic. I got to give that to phase. I think they're better than optic. I think they have something to prove this, this weekend. I will deviate from you and I'll give it to optic. What? What? Really? Yep. This is, this will be my first deviation from you. I'll go optic. Okay. Uh, (coughs) rocker ultra. Oh boy. 
rematch. Oh my god. Battle of the North 3.0. Like this will be the anticipated series of whatever day this is on. If we win, though. If we win against Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. Beth says, did you see that Krim had tweeted and since deleted, I believe, that they tried to get Clay back when they dropped Hook? I did hear that. I did not. Ooh, baby. That would yes. be crazy. That'd be crazy. <laughs> Go ahead. What so, do you got? Uh, a Toronto rocker, man. The question is, are we in their fucking heads now? Oh my God, dude. You know what I mean? Like, oh, is yeah. it going to be like, uh, is, are they going to come to the stage being like, dude, they, 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 the reverse sweep we're we're down bad. Or are they actually going to have the fortitude to push through on that? Or are we going to come in thinking that we got this because we, re, we that we swept we're, them and we get cocky right, and we're too cocky. Yep. Um, I honestly feel that the way rocker played responded in the way they're talking about the team, how there's always more work. They're working on their communication and that's been the biggest thing. It doesn't feel cocky to me. No, it really doesn't. It feels like just a solid gelled team. Yes. I'm going to give it to rocker. I'm just going to, I, I, you know what? Fuck it. I'll agree with you. I'm going to agree with you on this one. So you have, um, now, I don't know how the teams are going to We're play literally playing against, if if you're right and Atlanta moves on, we're literally playing against the same three fucking teams we played against in, in the major. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. So I don't know how this will play huh. out in the losers if, based on seeding. Right? Sure. I don't, I don't know exactly how they're going to do it. But, so yeah, if it's Rocker Phase, Rocker Chicago, I don't... Phase uh, is a different beast, and I feel like they were off last tournament. I could say we could easily lose the phase if they're firing on all cylinders. They are very scary if they are. Um, Chicago, I think we have a better chance against than phase, but it's also champs. Chicago has, or optic, I should say, has a very storied history of coming to play at champs. They that is yes. Mm. So who do you that's got gonna be a tough matchup? I think it's going to be a three, two map either way. Okay. Who wins? And I feel like it is a 50, 50. I don't know who to give it to. You need to give it to someone. Well, uh, I need a team in the grand final right now. Who is it? Uh, I'm going to go against the green. Are you going to say rocker? I'm saying rocker because of what's going to happen in elimination that. because of what's going to happen in elimination. I'm choosing rocker. That's a tough one. Okay. Uh, I'll, I, I, this is me because I don't want to have faith because it'll destroy me if I do. Sure. And we don't make it anywhere near the, the finals, but I think rocker have what it takes right now. This is, this is literally like we're, we're predicting them making it to the grand final playing the exact same teams that they beat in the it just last weekend. And we have had phases number. Yes. A lot. Yes. They, we are known to. Yes. We're the, we're the, we're the phase killer. Um, but yeah, screw it. Rocker and finals. All right. See, I, I'm scared because what I think is going to like, I, I, I'm predicting that the rocker make it to the final from the winner's bracket. But what I think will happen is that we're going to get stopped by Dallas first round. And then it's like, <laughs> it, it's like, Hey, you know, what was major five, right? Um, right. 
we have been inconsistent. The reason why I say the reason why I say Rocker make it to the grand final from winners is because I am gonna say it now. Optic Chicago make it to the grand final from losers. Okay. That is what I am going to say. But you said Optic beat subliners in phase. Are you flipping that? Did I say? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we we face off against Optic then in the winter final. And we beat them to make it into the grand final, oh, which sends Optic to the loser. You're, say, you're saying, so they're going to go to elimination versus Ultra? And Chicago Ultra rematch of of previous... Yeah, and then and then here. yes, yes. And Chicago comes out on top instead this time. Yes, and Chicago make it to the grand final. I that is what you said it. They are a team that is built for champs, and at all year, we we've Beth, you, I, we've all talked about how they've just been inconsistent. They haven't hit that stride yet, and. I truly believe that they can. So, and I think this is the time that it happens. And now, Will, we have to keep in mind here that we're predicting the rocker, our Minnesota rocker, to be in the grand finals of the world championship. Okay, but did we not just have one of the most dominant performance through winners? Yes, and then we did. Pull off one of the most remarkable feats in COD history? We did. I am not downing any of that because it was remarkable. But this is the world championship. When is this taking place? I think it takes place on a day that I'm not going to be <laughs> available. It's got to be soon, isn't it? Soonish. Fuck final. I don't even know. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to be able to watch any of this live. <laughs> um, hey, it's okay. That means if we lose, you don't have to worry about it. That's true. Yeah. Um, Beth says, I'd love to see them win champs. That's for sure. But I'd be cool with rocker winning too. And see, so that's okay. So who do you got coming from losers into the grand final then? Hmm. See, the thing is, I've just seen ultra manhandle teams so easily lately, too. It's hard to bet against them, but that last major loss could be huge in getting into their mental. Right. Um, oh, I would, I'm going to say it's either, it's either phase or optic. It's got to be. You don't think Toronto makes it back? I have a feeling they're broken. Oh, I just do. I love it. I, love I, it. I do. Um, okay. You know what? I like the tiny. Oh, it's, I'm 50 50 on phase optic. I don't, I can't pick the tiny tears. The tiny tears. Yeah. Too. They're, they're too they're, good. They're too good. And like major five, they were really just playing for the money. They didn't need placement points. They didn't need anything. They were right. set. Right. So who do you got? Everything so far. I'm going to say phase. All right. So phase rocker or phase Chicago in the final. Mm -hmm. Or I mean, rocker Chicago in the final. Who do you got? I got to give it to our boys. 
You were, you, all right. right now after that. I'm flying on cloud nine after that major win. Nine's coming down. Will's prediction for the Call of Duty World Championship. There's no way. Minnesota Rocker. There's no way it's going to happen, but it's Taking in my heart. It over the Atlanta phase. And you know what? Fuck it. My prediction is the Minnesota Rocker winning over Optic. Jordan, welcome. He says Minnesota has to fail in the end. But hey, we didn't last weekend. So we we it's all know tradition. there's tradition. It is. it is. We all know it's the tradition, but we did win last weekend at a major LAN event. So but then again, this isn't it's not the big one. This is this is the Super Bowl. This is the World Series. This is the Stanley Cup, Will. That's what this is right now. The Minnesota Minnesota Rocker. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. All right. That is right, CDL. We're, we're, we're going on three hours. Let's let's get this thing going. Yes. Woo. It's time for Will's Adventures with the Nailovers. Another game's too. Will watch play over the weekend. Uh, well, we talked about it a lot already. Yeah. I played the Halo Infinite technical preview. <laughs> I did too. And that's it. That's all I touched this week. So uh, you all heard about that already. If you didn't and you're turning in late, go check out the VOD. Do it up. Listen back. Do it it's up. It's there. Do Josh, it what'd you play? Up. I played the Halo Infinite technical preview and I played Magic the Gathering Arena because that shit's fun. That's all I played. It's time right. for some shout outs. Um, Jordan also says, uh, Avatar RPG went to Kickstarter. Ooh. It, it did. Can you put a link in the chat, please? So I, I can like click on that. Uh, shout out to everyone who joined the community play date. Uh, we, so I had Dave. Oh, wait, he sent me a message. Hold on. I can actually shout this shit out. Give me a moment. Give me a moment. Uh, shout out to just Josh hero, Spartan, Maddie rums, who said he has a new logo. So I guess we can say that that is official now. Um, Will and heroic Eric showed up and played uh, shot and Silas showed up and chatted shot. Didn't get invited. Yeah. Silas was at work and you played from about six 30 to 1 AM. <laughs> this shit's fun. What can I say? Yeah, yep. It's fucking fun. So shout out to all of you guys. Uh, I was fucking uh, sick. So nope. And uh, we had a funeral to go to. So that's, that was what that was. Beth with the 18, 18, 15 month resub. I can't fucking read. Thank Woo. you so much. Woo! There it is. My ears popping. It's popping. It's popping. Uh, shout out to everyone who followed and subbed during the live show. We have Davey Wavy with the 15 month, Justin with the eight month, Gazman with the follow, and Beth with the 15 month. Thank you so much. Jordan, I got to click on that link. Give me a moment. All right. Uh, congratulations to Andy Salisbury on his one year anniversary at three, four, three. Congratulations, sir. Happy birthday to ogre one and ogre two. That's today. And they're twins. So duh. And happy belated birthday. Martin, here's your shout out. If you're still hanging out, happy belated birthday to one of the best people in the fucking world. 
Martin Ohms. Happy birthday to you, sir. You're incredible. Everything that you do for the community, the Halo community, your community, us personally, thank you so much. This scene wouldn't be what it is without you, and I just hope you enjoyed the day. And then finally, I, I didn't type this out, and I, I should have, but I didn't know it was going to be announced today. Uh, congratulations to none other than goalie sniper Justin LaFleche on his announcement of his engagement. So congratulations, sir. Oh, here, you can have this too. Yay! Seriously, congratulations. Uh, ever since meeting you guys for the first time, I knew that you guys were going to be together forever. I just had that fucking feeling. Um, and you guys are awesome. So congratulations. And if Will and I don't get invited to the wedding, I'm going to fucking, sh I'm, uh, no, I was going to say something very mean, but I, you know, I'll find you. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's it for the shout outs. So community creations, we got halo memes every day, reddit.com forward slash r forward slash halo memes clips of the week. Number one sixteen by high tech redneck. Go check that video out. We have episode 14. Halo infinite is going to be great. Major five and a look ahead chances by the average bros podcast. Go check out that YouTube video. We have halo infinite's new slide tech is a game changer. This is by Shyway. This is what I hinted at earlier on in the show. We have our thoughts on Halo Infinite, Halo Infinite Flight 01. This is my podcast, Evolved, our partners. You should go check that out to get all their thoughts on the flight. And then finally, a new podcast has entered the fold. The DXR podcast by Shirzy One. <coughs> Excuse me. And Dan Gaskin. Um... I want to read this. They state DXR plans to be a halo focused podcast discussing news, drama, and eventually events. The pilot will be recorded this coming Monday. It's, it's been recorded by the way, uh, with the main focus being the first infinite flight. Want to give your opinion and phone in to the show. Get in touch. Speaking of which that is, I believe up right now. Um, and a tweet will be included in the Google Doc of the show to the show. So you can go check out the VOD. And they state that it'll be on Spotify sometime in the near future. So stay tuned for that. And Justin, thank you. Yeah, congratulations to Shirzy One and Dan Gaskin. I'm highly looking forward to what you guys uh, create. Um, I know obviously you guys will be uh, detailing stuff that happens over in the States but I think it's great to have a halo centric uh, focused podcast over on that side of the pond as well. So just better representation for the entire halo community as a whole. Congratulations to you guys very much looking forward to the future. Um, and that's all I got for the shout outs. Will you're right. We are running up on three hours. Therefore, would you mind plugging the show? You can find us on a favorite podcast services. Just search for HES Pro Talk. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Spotify, and others as well. Please reveal that others know about the show. Yes. You can join us on Discord, join the community discussion. Link is provided on the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. You can join our Xbox Club or Spartan yeah. Company. Search for HES Pro Talk on Halo Waypoint. We're on social media Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Check us out there. We're live on Twitch. If you're watching live, you know that. If you're listening, hey, come check us out. Twitch.tv slash HGS Talk. We have our own esports PD page, which needs to be updated. We have a website, HGSProTalk.com, where you can find a link to our merch in the top right corner. Unlike Maddie Rums, who's uh, working on it. But, <laughs> yeah. 
Don't forget about our awesome people over at Podcast Evolve. Make sure to check out halopodcast.com. Your home for Halo. They have Podcast Evolve, Mission Debrief, Book Club, Builds with Blocks, and top Halo news stories called Halo Headlines. Check out halopodcast.com. Your home for Halo. And Tom, if you're listening, I'll get you to my voice lines tomorrow. I, uh, I know I'm behind. I'm late. I'm not <laughs> sorry. I'm working on it. I'll get it there. <laughs> Good job, Will. Um, yeah. With that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us. This has been episode 194 of HCS Pro Talk. If you're watching live, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for, for contributing to the discussion about the flight and everything else that's been going on. We greatly appreciate it. If you're listening to the VOD on YouTube, on Twitch, or listening to the audio version of the show, thank you as well. Thank you for taking the time out of your day, out of your night, out of your week, whatever it may be, to watch or listen to the show. We greatly appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment. We do read them. We do respond to them. Sometimes I'll like them. You never know. But no, let us know how you're doing. Let us know what you thought about the flight, whether you got in or not, what you're looking forward to with Infinite, because fucking we're looking forward to it. Guys, that's going to do it for this uh, almost three-hour-long episode. We'll be back next week, hopefully in person, hopefully on Monday. You never know what the fuck's going to happen. But thank you all for sticking with us. We greatly appreciate it. We'll be back next week. But until then, bye-bye. I'm surprised I was able to do that. That felt awesome. Nice. Fuck yeah. We out.